You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hello, Jordan. I'm the three-eyed gay. <laughs> the three-eyed gay. Michael, let's talk about patience. <laughs> Sometimes you wait for something that doesn't really have a satisfying conclusion. Patience? Yes. We're, we're experiencing the conclusion of two things this week. Uh, not only the, the final episode, the series finale of Game of Thrones, the show that started off with so much promise and ended... In your words, kind of rushed. <laughs> Felt a little rushed. Yeah. Yeah. We had a prediction uh, bet going. Oh, Michael, come on. It's not going to be rushed. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, look, I'm, look, hold on, wait. Let me put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> because, look, I, I stand by that they could have written this se- season to be tight with six episodes, but they did not do that. Instead, literally, there are even moments in the finale that I could point to and be like, wow. They completely just glossed over XYZ because they had no time. Fuck you, Michael. I was literally thinking, <laughs> fuck you, Michael. Fuck you, Michael. <laughs> yeah, because so it's my fault. It is your fault, <laughs> Mr. Prediction Head, three-eyed gay. <laughs> you conned this whole- I saw this coming. <laughs> you, you rigged it. You rigged the whole season. <laughs> ah, my plan all along. Like neither. Why was... do you think I'm here? <laughs> <laughs> to rule my favorite show. <laughs> Neither of us was right with our prediction about who would end up sitting on the Iron Throne, though. I kind of wish you were, though. <laughs> I wish you were right. I, I would have been, been happier if you were right across the board. Not officially, but I was right. How? Because I said, what was it? After episode three, I think it was, or episode four, I was like, at this point, I don't think it's going to be either one of them. Yeah, less, less I week. didn't say who, because oh. I, I didn't know who it was, but I was like, I don't think it's going to be either one of them. The trend continues, though, because last week I offhandedly said, what, you think it's going to be Bran? As a joke. I was joking. <laughs> 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 like, whenever I make those, like, offhanded, like, joking predictions, those come true. Yeah. So, man, it would be crazy if we became rich tomorrow. Funny. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look around. Where's that, where's that money at? <laughs> but, yeah, so we've got Game of Thrones, the finale to talk about. We've got... What people speculate would be the finale of the John Wick series, John Wick 3. <laughs> but we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh-huh. Um, we also have Attack on Titan, uh, this week's episode, as well as One Punch Man. Did you watch One Punch Man? Oh, shit, I forgot about that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> did you watch Attack on Titan, though? Yeah, I did. It's fine. You watch the better of the two anime <laughs> that we usually watch. <laughs> so we'll keep it with that trifecta. Attack on Titan, Game of Thrones, and John Wick. And then we're getting the trailers and news of the week as per usual. But before we get in all that, because yeah, Foxy W, I'm, I'm not. I'm oh not. shit, that's right. <laughs> I didn't watch it. So. I did. I forgot. <laughs> I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give some quick thoughts about the finales because I did watch both finales. I'm going down with the ships. All right. I don't care. Look, I, look. After Game of Thrones, I'm gonna go down with all the ships. <laughs> I'm gonna get back in. I'm gonna get back into it because this is Arrow's last season. So I'm like, I can't bow out. In the middle of the season before the last, yeah. 
here's the fucked up thing. I, I'll say it right now at the the top of the podcast. So everybody listening is like, what? How is that possible? And you got to listen to find out how. The Arrow and Flash finales, the final moments, hear my words, the final moments of the Arrow and Flash finales were more satisfying so than you mean the whole episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just the final moments was more satisfying to me than the final moments of Game of Thrones. I never in my life <laughs> thought I would say those words, but here we are. <laughs> and I mean, I knew it was going to happen. I was like, I wouldn't be disappointed by this episode. I already know. And but it started so strong. It start, I, I, I went in with my arms crossed, but you know, I think I'm pretty objective when I actually get into things. And the first like 10, 15, 20 minutes. Come on, game? Yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right, let's see where they go with this. But then, just like the season, the longer it went on, the more of the, the, the terrible writing choices from the D&D twins or whoever they are, the, the writers of this series, the showrunners, just started rearing their ugly heads. Like, I can't believe it, how quickly. This, the, actually, this episode is a good encapsulation of this entire season. It starts off well, and then unravels. And at the end, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, uh-huh. But before you get all that... Let's start off with some iTunes reviews. We're going to save emails until after Topics of the Week, though, because a lot of them are Game of Thrones related. I'm sure they're all positive. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so our first iTunes review comes from Jeff Tops. It's a five-star review, and he says, Long overdue. What's up, fellow blurs? Long time, first time. Long time, Long first time, time. first time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to take the time to write you guys because you guys consistently kill it every week. And I can't wait for each episode. I can't stress enough how amazing it is to be able to hear thoughts about the things I love from a perspective that is like mine. That's rare because most people say that we... We don't have a perspective. Our perspective sucks. <laughs> or that they don't agree with what we say. <laughs> um, but not for Jeff. Uh, we have few outlets like this one that go into geek culture, and you guys consistently consistently put out bangers. I can't give you guys anything but a perfect vision. You guys are an inspiration. Go beyond plus ultra. Thanks, Thank Jeff. You. Uh, and our last iTunes review comes from KXDYY. It's a five star review as well, and its subject is procrastination. Hey guys, I love the podcast. Just dropping in because I'm procrastinating studying for my AP calculus exam. While listening to the podcast, wish me luck. It's on the same day the new episode drops, so it's today, mm-hmm. or no, I guess tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So if you're listening to this, hope you did well. Hope you did. <laughs> uh, may the odds be forever in your favor. Uh, really leaving a review to say that the intro song is fire. I restarted it three plus times an episode. Keep up the great work. Shout out to Trab B Ryan who did our our theme song. Well, thanks, KXDYYY. Yeah, I was going to say, we can't take credit for that. No. Keep up <laughs> the great work on the song. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys, but really a theme song that you had no input in. <laughs> but yeah, thanks, KX. Um, that's all our iTunes reviews for this week. Uh, be sure to send them in, guys. Help support the podcast. Improves our rating, even though the iTunes app sucks. Um, but yeah, so let's get into topics of the week, man. Let's just jump right into Game of Thrones because I know you're itching to talk about it. I know I'm itching am to talk I, about I? it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be, Michael, because this episode of Game of Thrones, the finale of the entire series was titled The Iron, Iron Throne. Throne. Daenerys. The Targaryen. Alone in the world. I said live. You are my queen. No. I'm here because I love your brother. I love you. 
And I trust him. And she's alone. I'm no ordinary woman. My dreams come true. I don't have love here. I am a queen, not a butcher. <sighs> and for those that know our race, we here on Blurred Vision. <laughs> I'm going to drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. Sounds so disappointing. <laughs> this is the greatest episode ever. I don't know what you're... What was it? Sounds so disappointed was for it, Michael? <laughs> because after the heel turn of last week's episode of Daenerys going full Anakin Skywalker, for some reason... In her mind, those bells were the the emperor saying "Execute Order 66" because uh-huh. <laughs> the old explanation for the destruction she wreaked upon the entire fucking city. <sighs> now we're here in the aftermath, and like I was saying earlier, the first like 10-15 minutes where they actually like like show the characters' reactions to Daenerys destroying the entire city, I thought were strong. Did you do you agree with that? At I least? agree. Yeah. Yeah. So like again, like I, I just want to throw out the positives first before we get into our ratings. I will say it was good for them to have a callback to season two, where and the vision that she had. Yes, I love that. And the same thing for even you when you thought it was snow, but it was actually ash. But then at the end, wasn't it snow? Like, wasn't there snow in there? I don't remember. Like, wasn't that. it snowing? I don't remember that part. Well, uh, later, like just skipping forward, Drogon when he comes out the snow, it's not ash, right? Look, like it looked like it starts snowing at some point. Like it started off as ash, and then at some point no, in the episode I don't think, it, I don't think snow? it was snowing. You think it was snow? Like ash the entire episode? Yeah, that's a lot of fucking ash. <laughs> well, she burned a lot of the fucking city, <laughs> like ninety percent of the city. <laughs> but yeah, so just the seeing the re- like the, the re- characters' reactions to the devastation, I thought was good, and um, like the the positive of Game of Thrones this season, as it's always been, is the cinematography and the spectacle. So I think like the directing and stuff was on point. The way and things also, looked. Like, I feel like uh, Peter Dinklage needs an Emmy. For Why? For, like his acting was on point. I think everybody's acting is on point. I think the acting, the cinematography. Um, yeah, everybody's acting all is that on point. Is like but A+. more specifically for, ter- for Peter Dinklage, like, I feel like his, he, was, he was bringing his acting chops for this episode. Mm. Okay, well, when the episode opens, so let's, just, let's just walk through it. Do you want to give your overall rating first before we get into it, or do you want to save that for the end? I'll save it for the end. Okay, so let's let's just let's just walk through the episode. I don't even know what I (laughs) (laughs) like. John was walking through the destroyed King's Landing with mouth agape. Let's let's walk through the episode. It's like Arya is searching for a new land. I'm searching for my rating. (laughs) Oh, speaking of Arya, that horse, there was symbolism. It was supposed to be the 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 pale pale, horse of death, the horse of death, but she didn't kill anybody. I mean, I guess it's supposed to symbolize Daenerys killing everyone. That's the death in the city. But but at the same time, I'm like, this that's that's a that's a Judeo-Christian symbolism. We're in Westeros. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no fucking Judeo-Christian god in this world. Or so you think. <laughs> like, why are there Bible references now? <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, episode starts. John's walking through the destroyed city, and I like the moment where he cross paths with Grey Worm. And Grey Worm's gone full. Like, everyone's gone full Sith. So mm-hmm. now he went from a scorned lover after losing Masande to I'm just gonna destroy everything because my queen told me to. Yeah, I mean he's still scorned. Like he's pissed off. He yeah, wants- but the way it went down, even that I was like, yo, like the moment of conflict I liked because I thought it was gonna build somewhere. 
But in that first moment where it was like, yo, Grey Worm went full Sif too. I can't believe even he's like this bloodthirsty. Where like the people were like, there's no prisoners. Why? Because my queen said so. Yeah. <laughs> and you think John's going to do something, but then Davos has to like basically talk him down. So I thought right there, I'm like, John's know what the fuck it is. He knows that shit was fucked up. All those looks he was given last episode, the, the looks he was given this, in the beginning of this episode, I'm like, he's about to tell Daenerys off. He's going to confront I mean, her. if he did something to Grey Worm in that moment, there would have been a fight. Yeah. It would have been another war right then and there. Yeah. So I like that just I was had to talk him down. What I don't like is when he eventually does get to Daenerys and talks to her, all of that, like, what seems to be, like, a, a conflict of, like, I don't like the, what things you've done disappears. Even worse, when he talks to Tyrion and he defends Daenerys. That's the first thing that was blowing my mind. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I know you're a mouthpiece for the audience right now trying to justify the shit she just did. But the, sh- the show itself couldn't justify the fuck what the fuck she did uh-huh. because there's no point where Daenerys even rationalizes the shit she did. Yeah, that part didn't bother me that much because a and this is what I said before where I was like, actually, I don't even think John should be the leader because ultimately he's stupid. <laughs> he's st- but he wasn't always like this. He was a moral compass at one point. He defied the Night's Watch. When he thought that the, the, the choices were in the wrong. He he was so honorable that he turned his back against the woman he loved, Ygret. Like, like you know, in that in the, the true love story of Game of Thrones, Ygret and John. But this is like, she's my queen. Still? Still, John? Yeah, and I mean, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, he loves her. And a lot more times than not, you make excuses for people that you love. Even if everything around you is telling you or showing you that your delusion is, is is unwarranted. So that I didn't have a problem with. And and then even the conversation that he had with Daenerys, it was like in that conversation, like he went to her knowing that there's like a, whatever, a 60%, 70%, whatever chance that he's going to go in there and kill her. But he, I feel like that moment he gave her every chance to say something to be like, make, but she had no answers. Yeah, to make the him most say, okay, get, I'm gonna like even the whole mer- like if she would have said, okay, fine, I will give them mercy. I don't think he would have killed her. But when she was just like, no, fuck mercy. So this entire episode, I've never experienced in the Game of Thrones. Every time the characters spoke, I was screaming at my television, "Who the fuck are you?" So that conversation with Daenerys and John, who was that person? First of all, I love when Darren's first came in. That that entire shot of John walking through it's, it's very uh uh not Kylo Ren, um General Hux and and Force Awakens, the the, the Nazi imagery of like yeah. the, the the perfectly lined rows of an army as he's walking up the staircase to Daenerys the imagery of Daenerys with Drogon's wings unfurling behind her like she be, she became a dragon I don't know how she changed her clothes like she has suddenly had yeah, like a black had, wardrobe I mean she changed what she I'm full cha- now changing on the dragon <laughs> like, I kept the evil change of clothes just in case I became evil winning point so I could switch out so now, so now I'm wearing my evil garb my Kylo Ren outfit. Drogon had a costume in his, in his stomach that he regurgitated. Fucking bullshit. Did you notice that? I was like, wait, is she wearing a different clothes? She's wearing like dark Sith clothes now? I, I didn't notice it's until you said something. It's fucking stupid. Well, also, I was like, her army is still pretty fucking huge. Like, I thought most of her army got wiped out. Bruh. I was Bruh. like, it's still all the Unsullied, the Dothraki. Like, there's just no consistency in the writing anymore. Resources, like the, the resources of these armies and these these kingdoms, used to mean something. There used yeah, to be even strategy. When, even when she it. showed up at King's Landing with the, with with the arm, it was only like not that many Doth, uh, Unsullied. No, 
It looked like she still had all of the Unsullied. I was and like, all the Dothraki. Yeah, I was like, like all right. <laughs> and then, so like, I like the imagery of John walking up those stairs, seeing Daenerys in her true evil form. But then, then crazy speech. Again, a very Hitler speech, a very General Hux in the Force Awakens speech. We will destroy our enemies. But it was like, you went full Darth Vader. They just like complete. It's like almost like they after like the last time we saw Daenerys was that scene on the back of Drogon. When she snapped, old Daenerys was gone, wiped away completely. And in her place is Darth fucking Vader. Because it makes no sense how she, a 180 degree turn from, I want to protect the people. I want to break the wheel for the people who are constantly being like downtrodden by the upper class. The, these tyrants. Not only did she completely become a tyrant, but now she's talking about, Yes, we took over Westeros, but next the world. I'm like, what? Who are you? I mean, she got it. She she got mind controlled by Pinky. <laughs> like, yeah. What are we gonna do today, Brain? Same Tr thing we always do. Try to take over the world. I was like, yo, this is too far. How did you feel about that turn? It was too. Again, it was rushed. It was too quick. It's like people keep making the argument, even Tyrion, kind of being the voice of the. It's like. The writers are like, let's put this line in there for Tyrion because I know people are gonna complain. Where it's like, when she killed the 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 slavers, we cheered because they were evil men, and oh. it's like that still doesn't make sense though oh. because yes, at the end of the day, they were evil men, and she was doing it to liberate to save these women and children and and men that were being uh, punished and downtrodden that 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 didn't deserve it. She didn't never. There was never a moment until she killed uh, Sam's uh, brother brother and father. That she just actively killed, but even innocent that, people. That wasn't a moral like, like that wasn't like an immoral decision. It was a a wartime decision. It was I give you the choice: either you swear fealty to me or you die. It's as simple as that. It's not anything where she like killed innocent people, but they weren't innocent. They were her enemies. So even that, yeah, that was like a questionable decision, but it wasn't an amoral one. So for her to go from that to this, and for Tyrion, I. I hated the conversation between between Tyrion and Jon because it was again. I have never felt this way in Game of Thrones, but it felt like the show melted away, and it was the writers, the writers talking, talking to, the, to the, audience. the audience. Yeah, directly. Like, That's what I was saying. It's like here's like, justification for why Daenerys did these things, and he he said all the same points that the, the writer said in the the aftermath of the other episode. The same exact points. Oh, but those times he ki she killed these people. Like she, it was, it was this was always coming. Or even he said that... Um, and part of me was like, granted, I know he had to f learn about it, but I was like, you weren't there for most of that. You no! Just you just showed up. So it's like, <laughs> how the hell... <laughs> it's like... The, it's, how are you speaking for this? And you, weren't, you weren't even there to give, like, to even know what happened. They didn't, even, they didn't feel like people anymore. It felt like people who watched the show talking to the audience the entire episode. That's what this entire episode felt like to me. So in that moment, I was mad because I was like, you're not tearing anymore. You're the writers trying to justify why you made Daenerys go from zero to 100 so fast. And even his reasoning of, oh, and which I think is his best reasoning, but it still didn't make sense, was uh, we kept cheering her on every time she killed a bad person until she now thinks that everything she does is in the right. On paper, I'm okay with that. Just like on paper, as a bullet point, I'm okay with Daenerys eventually becoming the Mad Queen. But it's about the execution and how we got there. So like that justification makes no sense to me because they never once showed that inkling before this. And then when they showed Daenerys this episode, 
again, it's like a different person. It's like she completely went insane to the point where she's like, John outright says, you killed innocent people, Daenerys, children. And her response, first of all, she says nothing, which is like, that's, to me, the writer's like, oh yeah, I have no response for that because it's completely flies in the face of my entire character. But then she goes, oh, well, Cersei used the innocence as like a shield because th- she thought that was my weakness. So I had to stop Cersei. But no, like, you no, didn't. Yeah, the, war, the, the battle was over. Kill Cersei. They, they rung the bell. Yes. You didn't have to sl- like systematically slaughter the village to get to the queen. You could just went straight to the queen. There was no... It'd be, one, it'd be one thing if you could make the argument if on the way to Cersei, she ki- and it's, you know civilians ended up dying because she was also trying to kill the troops on her way to Cersei. But she didn't even she didn't even go to Cersei. Cersei ended up dying because of infrastructure problems. She yes. was strafing through the village <laughs> yes. back and forth. She didn't even it's not like killing she, everything but yeah, Cersei. Everything but Cersei. <laughs> she didn't even go to the, the Red Keep. She never even once confirmed that Cersei was dead. Tyrion had to go do that. And he never even told her. So there was never like a point where it was like, oh by the way, the, the queen that you ousted, she's dead now. Never even came up. Tyrion had to go, which is also like, wow. I know I know you have to have that closure for Tyrion, but it just felt so stilted that he walks to the 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 under crypt or whatever of, of King's Landing and just so happens to find exactly where Cersei and Jamie died, only by moving a couple of bricks. There were barely co- there was like one thin layer of bricks say, on just, him. But to be fair to that, it's not not that it is fair, because if you think about last week's episode, it looked like the whole fucking yes! basement collapsed. But then you get to that moment, it was only like certain pockets yeah. where it, uh, the, the the basement collapsed. And yeah. It was like... If Cersei and Jamie just stood like they, 20 yeah, feet away... Had, all you had to do was like sidestep, and you would <laughs> yeah. st- still be alive. But even then, it was like, he moved like four bricks to get to them. I'm like, if they were crushed, first of all, they wouldn't look all intact like they were. But they'd be way more buried than just like, let me move three bricks. Oh, there they are. I was like, get the fuck out. I thought they were going to at least stop with the golden hand. I'm like, all right, well, that's kind of poetic then. You at least just see the hand. But it's like, nope. We can see the whole entire... Like, but they're they, right also, here. they also had to do that from a narrative standpoint. Because you, you know the, the saying, if you don't see a body... Yeah, so, like, I know. Because so, even, even I was like, maybe Cersei might crawl out from under the thing next week. And I know. It's like, no. Like I said, it has, there had to be closure for the character and I guess the audience. But like, I didn't need that. It felt so stilted. Like, do you it wasn't that? satisfying. No, none of this episode was satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> I have never watched an episode of Game of Thrones and been like completely unaffected. That's how I felt during and at the end of this episode. But so then Tyrion and John. Well, before you get there, the moment where Tyrion walks up to Daenerys after the big fucking "I'm the Queen of Evil" speech, he's like, "Fuck you, bitch!" Publicly rips off his hand badge and throws it down the stairs. I'm like, Tyrion. Are you trying to die? Why are you doing this in front of her entire fucking gang? Well, he, knew. He, he said he made that choice. I understand. I don't even understand how she even right away knew that he freed Jamie. I guess maybe the I people... I was thinking the same thing. I was like, how does she even know that? I don't know. But again, plot. It's just all these plot conveniences now. So let's just assume somehow one of the guards told her that the last person that saw Jamie before he escaped was Tyrion. She put two and two together. Sure, whatever. But just to do that in that moment for maximum drama, I get. I was like, oh, Tyrion's going to die. But I was like, take him. And I was like, all right, well, what's going to happen here? So then we get the conversation between Tyrion and Jon, which I fucking hated. Because like, Daenerys and Jon don't even talk before the, the Tyrion conversation. All she does is give him a look. Yeah, they give each other looks. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I wish you would say words to justify this bullshit, but sure, whatever. But so we get the Tyrion-Jon conversation, 
wherein or even or even before that what? even the uh the whole aria conversation that she had with john was stupid <laughs> she shows up with like, style hey yeah. here. and then it's like i know a killer when i see one and it's like the fuck you just here. she just fucking destroyed the whole city so of course, everybody knows a killer like captain obvious award goes it's like to- she's gonna kill you john because i know a killer when i see one uh yeah we all saw a killer hey you know what would be better all right if you told me that before yeah before, we came before yeah <laughs> captain hindsight over here well anyway so then the, the conversation with Tyrion and John pissed me the fuck off because, again, you could have wrote it in a way where I get it. You want it. Let's say character wise, John is so honorable that the reason he's defending Daenerys' actions is because even he knows what he has to do or what needs to be done. But because of his honor, he's like having his, his internal struggle. He's having it outwardly with Tyrion. And then even after he did it, he kept saying, I still don't know whether what I did was the right thing. Yeah, it was. I mean, yes, that. But even in, in that conversation, he still wasn't convinced until Tyrion threw the like, well, what about Sansa and Arya? What happens when they don't bend the knee? He's like, oh, fuck, you're right. But that, it just doesn't make sense. To, so on one level, I get it. But on another level, it's like, again, it's too rushed. Because this man went into that conversation defending Daenerys, which is baffling. But then it takes literally 10 minutes back and forth for him to go, you know what, Tyrion, you right. Assassinate! <laughs> like, who, you went from honor to assassination in the span of twenty minutes. But I mean, like I said, when he went to Daenerys, he went there knowing there was a possibility that he might have to do it. But he went there hoping that she would say something to convince him otherwise, and she didn't. So he he had to do it. Yeah, I get he, that. Like I feel like he didn't, <laughs> he didn't go there wanting to do it, but she didn't like I said she didn't say but doesn't that feel so rushed don't you feel like in a different it's the last episode (laughs) there's no time (laughs) look Michael there's there's no no time time. (laughs) exactly why I said that PBS the motherfucking shit out of this show (laughs) but I feel like in any other season again I feel like the bullet points that George R.R. Martin gave them would make sense if it was just more time to get there. If there was another I feel like there needs to be there needed to be another season for how to have Daenerys devolve into the the mad queen Hysteria of the Targaryen, because even uh, what's the father's name? Oh, not Ray- Aegon. Uh, no, not Aegon. No, I know you're talking about the, her father. But yeah, he ruled peacefully for years before he went mad. Yes, and he went mad because his back was against the wall, like he was losing the war. His solution to winning, and he was delusional too. So he thought like, burn everything, and then I'll become a dragon. Like you know, what I mean, he was crazy. But even in the moment where John converts Daenerys, she's she's also delusional. But it's just it's like a it's like a light switch off in her head, which is like, no, everything I do is right. What about the innocence? I'm not gonna respond to that. <laughs> I'm not even gonna give that a dignified answer. <laughs> so you don't even really understand what her internal logic is at the end. And for you to follow Daenerys for seven to eight seasons, and at the very end of it, feel like you don't even know who this character is anymore, that's a failure on the show because what they need what they want you to do is to feel pain and sorrow. And like a sense of like, oh my God, it's like putting down a mad dog when he has to kill Daenerys. But because you don't understand shit about what she's doing, it's like, I don't, I feel nothing. And funny enough, I'm like, we're not, even the actors are disappointed with how the show ended. Cause you saw, like, I don't know if you saw the interview with Amelia Clark. I've seen it. Best season ever. (laughs) How season eight? She was like, "Eh, best season ever. (laughs) John was like, yeah, somebody somebody said, how do you, yeah, season eight and one where he said disappointing. And she's and like, what? She's yeah, like, then she, I mean, epic. Yeah, he's like, oh, no, yeah, I mean, epic. She was one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. But yeah, I mean, okay. 
So just, just backing up a little bit. So when they get to that conversation, yeah, I get it. John internally was like, all right, do I, do I kill her? Do I not? But I just feel like in a different season, if they had ended this season with, if they had first sprinkled some more clues that she was going like full Mad Queen and then ended the season with her destroying King's Landing and snapping, and then in the next season spent an entire season building up to this same moment, it would have made more sense because then you get time to like talk to Sansa, you get time for John to debate internally like w- what is the right decision to make. You get time for Daenerys to go even further, have more examples of her callously destroying people like that she, like this is not Daenerys I once knew. Like you know, just more time to sit with these consequences. But Jordan, what did I say? There is no time. There's no time. It could have been done. I know it could have been written better than this. God damn it. No. Oh, uh, she said no. <laughs> Cause even like I said, HBO wanted another season, and they said no. Because I guess in their maybe, hubris, they said cause no. Because of, of Star Wars, they wanted to wrap them like, all right, let's wrap this up. Got to get, got to get that Star Wars money. I hope they get fired. I swear to God, after this, if they get rewarded with Star Wars and actually get to do it after this bullshit, come the fuck on. I mean, <laughs> There's no justice in the world. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Because they're not competent writers. Like I said, half this writing team is the X Men Origins writers. So it's like. They're not good writers. Clearly, once they ran out of source material, they had nothing. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so okay, but back to the, the conversation between Generis and, and John. I liked even the walk up because that awesome shot with Drogon coming out of the fucking snow or whatever or ash or whatever it is. Like it, it looked like I don't know. It was a beautiful shot. Even when he walked up to Daenerys. And you see, like, the destruction of the, the throne room around them. It looked like the final boss battle of, like, a video game. Like, so you even that telegraph was going to happen. So it wasn't like I was going in there going, oh, man, what's John going to do? I was just waiting for him to kill Daenerys. As soon as they kissed, I was like, I see his arm moving. And, like, she didn't feel that. I could see the arm moving, too. I'm like, Daenerys, she didn't feel that? You didn't feel his arm moving down to pull out his sword and stab your ass? Yeah. She's all delusional, like no. But he also played into her own hubris, cause she, what does she want besides besides the Iron Throne? His what? Dick. What? Well, not even that. I was gonna say what? <laughs> what's another thing that she wants more than anything? She wants love. Yeah, now she does. Apparently, that was never her character before. No, she's always wanted approval or lo- like lo- like the love of the 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 slavers. Like she Misa, never, Misa, Misa. She has never actively been like, I need love. That's only this season that's become an issue. Yeah, you could argue that because she was willingly given, like, adoration from the Essos people, that maybe she grew, like, a fondness for that. Or even the it was unsu- never established. Or even the Unsullied. It's like, I'm going to set you free, but will you fight for me? Yeah! Yeah, but that's not the same thing as, like, these people don't love me, so I'm going to kill everybody. Apparently it is. <laughs> you, like, you, bitch, you earned their love. Just in the same way, you can't, now you can't earn their love because you killed everybody there. But you earned the Essos people's love. Why can't you have that same logic here? Because bad writing, that's why. So you get to the point where he kills Daenerys. She doesn't even have last words. There's no even like final like, oh my god, you betrayed me. Like it's just <laughs> the, the the her last words were her shock. <gasps> I can't believe it. But it's like there there was no emotion there. Sometimes you don't get last words. <laughs> but in this situation, you need them because it's like, I didn't know who this person was. Her internal logic didn't make any sense to me at this point anymore. So for her not to have any. She didn't have closure. For eight seasons, we were building up this character. She just flips on a dime to become evil. 
And then at the end of it, she doesn't even get any like actual closure for her character. So when Drogon comes in and they eventually fly away together, which I even said like, what's gonna happen? Drogon's gonna fly away? Yes, stupid. <laughs> but it was like that just it didn't feel satisfying. It's just like oh, it's over. That's how Daenerys dies. Okay. At first, I was like, oh, this is probably the part where we find out John can't be burnt. Yep. But, the, the, <laughs> but no. Nope. Someone listening to our podcast, they're like, fuck you, Michael. <laughs> You're never going to get that scene. I thought, I was like, oh, here it is. Drogon's going to burn him, and then he's going to walk out the fire. And then maybe that's how we become king because people well, I mean, see him. I guess him. it ultimately makes sense because he is a Targaryen. Drogon can't do anything to him. He could tail swipe him. He could bite him. He could squash him. I don't mean the fire. I mean, like. He he kind of controls Drogon too in a, in a sense. Does he? That's is that why, a that's why Drogon thing? didn't attack him? But 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 is if that that was anybody else? Drogon would have fucking. But is that how dragons work? Like they they just can't attack Targaryens, just I, point blank. I'm assuming so. But what happens when there was like there's a civil war Targaryens at one point where dragons fought dragons, and Targaryens fought Targaryens. But that's okay because the Targaryen said to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. It's stupid. And he, then he got a command. The Targaryen gave him a command to people, attack the other. People like symbolically that Drogon destroyed the Iron Throne. Well, then I'm like, I don't know. Maybe Drogon. Drogon's not a, a fucking human, so he probably doesn't know that he actually he actually killed her. He probably just knows she's dead. I don't know. <laughs> but the, no, okay, okay, no, fuck you. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I'm just trying to because I'm like, why didn't? Because I'm like, it doesn't make sense for him not. Like, I'm like, but the only thing I can think of is because he's a Targaryen. He's he not smart enough to he know. Can't, he can't attack him. He's not smart enough to know that John killed Daenerys, but he is smart enough to know that the Iron Throne is the reason she died. <laughs> like symbolically, again, I get it for the show and the audience. Destroy the throne because the throne was the the vehicle for all the bullshit in the series to keep uh, to, to to keep happening for all the death, devastation, betrayal. All that is because of the throne. But never once in this goddamn show have they established the dragon had any sense of like cognitive awareness or something. You can't even be, give the bullshit example of oh, but psychically he knew. Daenerys is dead. There's no more psychic connection. It, there was never a point where it was like, oh, yeah, I, I know as a dragon that the throne symbolically. And yeah, now it, he's psychically connected to John. <laughs> and John was like, man, was like, yeah, that throne like, is the reason. Yeah, I killed her because of that throne. <laughs> <laughs> Chris from Cinema Hook was like, oh, yeah, I predicted this. I'm like, fuck you. The prediction was stupid. It's a dumb. Like, it doesn't make sense. And I think in the books, the dragons are established to be actually intelligent. So maybe if that was something George R. Martin wanted to do, that might make sense. But how it was handled in the show, I was just like, oh, he's not going to kill John. He's just angry. No, he's destroying the throne. That just raises further questions. <laughs> like, how did you feel about that? that's all he did was destroy the throne. Yeah, and then grabbed Daenerys and was like, I'm out. Yeah, I was like, first of all, I was like, where the fuck is he going? <laughs> like, you got to, first of all, I'm like, they're just going to let Drogon leave? Like, yeah, you got a loose dragon. Like, a loose with, nuclear with weapon. No, with nobody controlling it this time. Nope. So I'm like. He could be destroying half of Westeros yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm like, that's kind of a problem. Like, John, call him back. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're supposed to just be like, oh, but magic is leaving the world. No, fuck that. A fire-breathing nuclear in the, weapon. Yeah, it's still in the world. <laughs> yeah. It's not, he's not like uh, going into a fucking the mirror dimension and living with Doctor Strange and the ancient one. Like, where nope. the fuck is he going? No. Nope. And he still needs to eat. There's nobody to like. Now there's nobody to tamp tamper his uh, dragon in impulses. Nope. Because now he's pissed off. Yep. His mother's dead. <laughs> a dragon unchained. Oh, well. Gloss over that because now we got a fucking couple week time skip. That was the... I can't... Bro. How many times in this podcast have we... Been like, when you time skip forward in the middle of something like a, a movie 
or a show, nine times out of ten, it's handled poorly. How many times does that happen? A couple. And here we are again, a random ass time after something so fucking, like fucking uh, uh, important as as game changing as killing the new queen of the seven kingdoms. We times get past all the consequences. We times get past people, how people finding out. Yeah, it's the unsullied finding out. Like, what was even the next like moment after he killed Daenerys and Drogon flew away? He walked out and was like, "So Daenerys died, you guys. Arrest that man. <laughs> Don't kill him on the spot. No, arrest him. Does that even make sense? No. As bloodthirsty as 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 the Grey Worm has become, after he's been appointed the the King of Wars or whatever the the War King or whatever the fuck he was called." The master of war. Especially, like, it would make sense if, like, because Grey Worm, the master of war, if he's like, all right, if we kill John, we're definitely going to have a war on our hands because he is Aegon Targaryen. As far as we know. They never established Yeah, I was, as far as we know, Grey Worm doesn't know that. So it doesn't make sense for him not to have killed John on the spot. Nope. Only so we can get the bullshit undisclosed amount of time later, a couple weeks, I guess, because Tyrion said like he had three weeks or something to think about things. And then we just jump forward to a and then meeting. we randomly see like Yara show yeah, up. Everybody's and, yeah, everybody's there. Some people, again, just like in uh, the like, where the game, fuck did they I was come like, from? Who, who are these people? Yeah, I was like, where the fuck did they come from? Where, where have you been the last three three episodes? Did you notice the glow up of um the titty sucking king? I noticed that afterwards. Yeah, I was like, I didn't, I didn't know who that was. It wasn't I didn't know who the that was. Told me. Yeah, so the internet told me. Like, damn, he looked good. I don't know. Sucking that titty make, make, made him handsome as fuck. <laughs> but I was also like, so is he not crazy anymore? It's true, because last time we saw him, he was just like, oh, I'm the I want to see him fly. I want to see him fly, my man. <laughs> but now he's just chill. Yeah. He's, he grew up, and now he's he's matured, I guess. I don't fucking know. And the show doesn't fucking know, because he. I don't even think he even talks. Does he even say anything? No, he doesn't say anything. Well, he says I. I. Good. All right. Vote. <laughs> and we, oh, let's get there. Because that, again, this show has kept unraveling. Every scene after, I think it started unraveling once the Tyrion and Jon conversation started. So every scene after that just got worse and worse and worse. So when we get to here, and it's just basically like, so we should choose a king, right? Let's just vote for a king. Let's just. Right now, it's just fight for out of the king. You want to be king? Nah, you're making. Let, let, let you be king. Although it was funny I was when, like, I, where, where Sansa's uncle got up and was like, "I fought in war." Like, fuck you. Like the typical like president, like Republican type candidate speech. And Sansa was like, "Sit down." <laughs> but that was stupid. that was funny. That was funny. It was funny, but that happened right after Daenerys died. The very next scene, they're making like, like, like sitcom jokes. That's like a very sitcom like. Oh, sit down, uncle. Oh, that's so uncle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? Daenerys just died. And then who is this uncle? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I thought the Starks I, were dead. <laughs> I vaguely remember him. Like, I don't remember any of these people. But then Tyrion's like, so I've had time to think. And I think the best king would be one with a good story. Bran. Bran the Broken. I'm like, and then, and then, okay. I hate the writing for Bran so much. Because I... This is the most bullshit I can see the future type of writing. And he can't see the future. I don't know what you were talking about before. He can see the past, present, and future. When did he ever see the future? He says, he says it, but we've never seen him. No, no, no. I agree with you. But that's why it's shitty writing. <laughs> because in this instance, all he does now is say shit like, I knew you were going to say that. Or everything that you've done had to lead to this moment. Bullshit like waving away like fortune teller I can see the future bullshit. Like, I'm not even sure he can see the future. 
or he has even his powers. I think he just conned his way <laughs> to becoming king because they're like, Bran, you should be king. The same guy who like a couple of episodes ago or even last season was like, I have no desire to become a lord or a king. I've, I've no need for these things. I'm beyond it all. He's like, now he's like, I was waiting yeah, for that. Was, yeah, this is why I was I, like, exactly why I came here. I'm like, since the so fuck he's, he's the true villain of the series. I would have loved if they revealed that he was actually the not like if like the thriller uh, music video where at the end he turns to the camera, he's got like he's got blue eyes. <laughs> I was like, okay, that makes more sense. But for him, his character arc, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Half the people in that that meeting don't even know who Bran is. No. Like the Dorn people, how do they fucking know who Bran Stark is? Why do they care? They probably know who Bran is because at the end of the day, he's still a noble. Like they know who the nobles are. He's still like Brandon Stark, the son of Ned Stark. So they know who he is, but they don't necessarily know anything about him. Anything about him. Like they don't know anything about this three eyed raven power. What the fuck the three eyed raven is. He knows everything, so he'll make a great king. What about the part where he says that he gets no fucks about humanity anymore? He's beyond it all. Still good king? Yeah, great king. You're the new king. I mean, yeah, but I guess you could be like, really, Tyrion is the king. Because he's what, the hand. What, yeah, what's Bran going to do? I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's just that that whole that whole meeting felt so contrived. This is the same show where no one can agree on anything. Rulers just can't make common. Even, even, I'm, like, I'm thinking, I'm like, even when he showed up at the council meeting, he was just like, has anybody seen Drogon? No. Okay, I'll go find him. Why didn't you just do that? <laughs> and then he leaves. Bro. But then they have the conversation about actually fixing the kingdom. Could you have done that to stop Daenerys from killing half the king's landing? Yeah, but I didn't want to. What? <laughs> like, he just felt like such a throwaway, like, yeah, I'll go find Drogon. I'll use my Wi-Fi connection to go go find him. I'm like, what a weird open-ended way to leave that. Like, oh, by the way, like, we're losing with the dragon. Yeah, and you kind of warged into a dragon to help fight the battle against the Night King. He didn't do shit. He didn't do shit. This entire season. Nothing. I saw a meme that said, well, you <laughs> where it's like, you uh, are in a group project and don't contribute anything, but still get the A. <laughs> That's literally what happened. Yeah. It's just so unsatisfying for the guy, for him of all people to become king. Because, and not even just that, but like, it's also unsatisfying of where his story ended up and the fact that they didn't really do anything with his story because... The 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 storyline of him trying to find the three eyed raven, learning about the children of the four, all that shit, hold the door, all that stuff was interesting as hell. Cause inconsequential to the end, very inconsequential. <laughs> it didn't go anywhere. Like you thought, all right, like the brand stuff is gonna open up the world. You're gonna learn yeah. more about Westeros and like you're gonna learn everything about the lore. And it's like you didn't learn shit. Night King died without saying a goddamn word. Nothing. Not even a so, fla- not even a flashback to we got a flashback to how the Night King came about, how he was created. But like, more, what's more of that? How do you destroy the children of the forest? The magic and the lore of this world. It's like at this point, there's really no like he's the only real magic that's sitting in the, in this world. Yeah. And it's like you didn't even really, you didn't even really get to see it. Even Arya's faceless magic, we only saw it in season six. Yeah. It's technically she still has it, but why does she why has she used it? That's another thing. This this finale felt contradictory. Like, it didn't even make sense within the logic of its own episode. So, because on one hand, the dragon flies away, which is supposed to be symbolism for magic leaving the world. But then you make the motherfucker who's the most magic the king. So, he, the magic isn't left. He's right there on the fucking throne now. And it's another thing. They burned down the throne symbolically. No more kings. 
Very next scene. Now Bran's king. <laughs> What's the point? He's got the iron wheelchair now. Well, they burnt the throne. He can't. He can't sit on a throne. Got so. the iron wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> the wooden chair. The wooden chair. Fucking makes no goddamn sense. None of it. I'm angry. <laughs> Let's have democracy. <laughs> and that's another thing. I almost flipped my fucking table when the motherfucker said, when the same was like, hey, let's uh, just have democracy. Let's do that. Let's have everyone vote. And I was like, ah! For a second, I'm, I'm glad they didn't go that way. Because it just felt so out of nowhere for them to be like, let's just have a democracy. And people would go like, you're right, let's do that. So for at least they laughed it off. But then, again, thematically, it makes sense because the whole thing was about no more kings, no more throne. Nah, Bran, you're the king now. Yeah, but I feel like if they would have went that way, it wouldn't have made sense for who these characters are. Like, they grew up in this world where there's a king, there's a ruler. Like, they all want to be rulers to a certain extent. Sans, Sans, well, except for Arya, maybe. But, like, Sansa, they, they relish in the idea of being nobles. And yeah. so They kind of had it both ways because they still have a, a somewhat democracy, but only with the lords voting. But still, like, you know what I mean, like, like the laugh down having a people vote. But all right, yeah, I could I could get behind the lords voting every couple of years, sure. No, and also the thing like, and I mean, I get it for Sansa and what happened with the North, but part fuck of me, you. but part of not, me was like, you, but fuck the show. <laughs> I was like, well, I ain't doing it. Part of me was like, when Sansa looked at Bran and was like, the North is gonna be an independent nation. I'd have been like, if I'm in like Essos, exactly. Like, yeah, me too. Like exactly. I want to be an independent nation too. Like fuck you. Why does the North only get to do it? I was literally about to say <laughs> that. Especially because we just elected, for no reason, Bran the leader of the Seven Kingdoms. Six. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But, like, he's a Stark. So when his sister goes, but I want the North to be its own country, no one has an issue with, like, well, you're just agreeing because that's your sister. Like, and I'm, I all, if I was in the meeting, I'd be like, I already have issues with this leadership. I don't like this plan because clearly you have a bias toward your own kin and not ours. Fuck you. If she's going to be her own kingdom, I want to be my own kingdom, too. Especially Dorne. Like, you know what I mean? Who always ruled themselves, yeah, historically. They, 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 you, you hardly ever see Dorne, for the most part. I don't even know how there's a prince. How, who was left? I was like, who is that prince? Exactly! Yeah. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I'm, uh. People said, like, at least the ending, people enjoyed where the characters ended up. But I am not satisfied with how Sansa became Queen of the North. She little-fingered her way. I mean, ultimately, it was like, it's like almost like a full circle, kind of. In what way? Oh, you mean all the characters going back to kind of... Yeah, John ended up back at the at the, the uh, Night's Watch or whatever. Why so. is there even a Night's Watch? The Night King is dead. I was thinking that too, but I mean, what Tyrion said, there's always, there always needs to be a place for bastards and... To do what? That's what I was thinking. I was like, what are they, I was like, what are they doing? Not even just the night, not even just the Night King, but I was like, but they're not, they're not warring with the Wildings anymore. No, there's no, there's nothing to watch. It's, just, it's, it's like night hangout. Like, it's not, I was not yeah, watching anymore. <laughs> but no, uh, oh, what was I saying? Oh, oh, Sansa becoming the queen of the North. She little fingered her way to become queen. I'm supposed to like uh, go, yes, bitch, yes. I'm so happy, girl power. I'm like. She manip- She's the reason why John had to end up killing Daenerys because she spread that 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 information about John being the true Targaryen. She man- she kind of manipulated this whole situation. But, but I mean, gonna- that's the Game of Thrones. But I'm not. But you and, want me to feel who good else, for that? And who else would it? Be, who else would it be? It's not going to be John. He's getting sent to the uh, what king? To the wall? Or I mean, the king of the north or something? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I wanted it to be John either. But I'm just saying. 
I was I didn't, I, I didn't was satisfied with Sansa being king. I, I wasn't because I, I didn't feel good because it felt like she manipulated or her queen, way to get there. Queen, I said king. And then she <laughs> offhandedly just told Bran, "By the way, I want to be queen." Sure, you got it. Like it just it just. I was rooting for Sansa for so long in this show. I re- I think I relate to Sansa the most because of her her line, "I'm a slow learner, but I do learn." But for her to become queen by just being handed the reins to it after basically betraying John and it never even came back up. Like, hey, hey, Sansa, by the way, uh, why'd you even tell people what I told you not to tell anybody? And never even once became a thing. Like, but she betrayed him. But no, nah, it doesn't matter. Just skip to the end because now I'm being punished by Grey Worm who wants justice for Daenerys. So I have to become a member of the Night's Watch that, doesn't exi- that shouldn't exist anymore. And this motherfucker isn't even staying in the country. So who the fuck cares? Yeah, I was like, when they said, let's go to North, I was like, so once he leaves, just go get John back, bro. He won't know. <laughs> it makes no sense. He's not. Gonna, there's no like like Facebook or like an Instagram where he can, he can like oh, check man. in. Oh <laughs> man, I'm checking in at King's Landing. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> He'll never know. He's never coming back. His, he's taking his whole army. Yeah. Which is is it the Unsullied and the Dothraki? Like where are Dothraki now? Are they still in Westeros? I don't know. I guess they're staying. They never even said. It's just, who cares? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> There's no fucking wrap up for any of this shit. I, I kind of like that he went to North to protect Masande's people. But after him being a dick for the whole episode, I'm like, am I rooting? For, again, just like Sansa, I'm like, am I rooting for this? Am I like, all right. I'm, I'm rooting for yes, it because I'm like, worm. at least one black man lived. Man, take <laughs> the, the race out of it. He's the only one. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we'd, I never would have guessed that he would survive the entire thing. No, me either. But, like, at the same time, are you satisfied with that ending for him? Like, are you satisfied with where his character ended like, up? let's go to North. I mean, no. I just said, none of, I'm not satisfied <laughs> with any of it. Or even even Arya. But it's what we got. <laughs> Arya's always been, like, every time we see her this season, she's been like, family has to stick together. We're a family. And then every time, like, the first opportunity. By the way, I'm, I'm a peace out. I'm going, um, what's, what's beyond Westeros? Don't know. I'm going there. I, I made. I made. Pirate Arya. I made. No, I made a, a status on Facebook, basically saying I was like, so basically, because uh, I I talk. Well, I'm spoiled. Because I was gonna talk about this in the news. Because now fans are calling for a spinoff of, for Arya. For Arya. Oh. And I was like, uh, what did I say? I'm gonna read it verbatim. I fucking hated it because it did. It did feel like a setup to another show. And supposedly there are three. Game of Thrones shows in development. I don't know. I know one's supposed to be a prequel, but I'm not sure. If this show became Arya's show at the end. But I was <laughs> like, so a spinoff showing her finding a new land and bringing smallpox and committing genocide to the indigenous people <laughs> of whatever land she finds. It'll be called Arya Columbus. Arya Columbus. Because <laughs> that's what's that's. Would you watch an that's Arya? What's going to happen? An Arya spinoff show. I mean, I'll see what they. I don't. It depends on what they do with it. I just. I don't like what they've done with her character. I feel like she's beca- like. I feel like, like her popularity more- made her more of a main character, even John by the end, and it didn't feel not earned. I don't know because even like I said, her her character flip from I'm uh-huh. all about vengeance to the Hound going, but vengeance is bad. You right as hell. Like I'm just, <laughs> just saying. Well, as far as I know, her character started to develop more and more prominence in the books too. I mean, that's, I, I'm just saying the weight of the character in the show felt to have too much prominence by the end, especially when you put her side by side with John. John's big win this season was stabbing his lover in the stomach. 
Not the Night King. Now he can have that. He's had a stab the nerves to death. That was the assassin. Arya is literally an assassin. Bitch, you can do this. <laughs> I mean, they can't give her. They can't give her. I knew after she I killed rather the, her. Try, after she killed the Night King, I'm like, they can't give her another win. That's too much. But if the show had another season, how amazing would it have been if John wavered with killing Daenerys? Because I couldn't see him just going on a dime. I'm gonna assassinate my lover slash queen. But what if Arya was like, all right, if he's not going to do it and Sansa wants Daenerys out, Sansa would be like, Arya, you do it. And then she tries, and then she gets captured and burned alive. And then Jon's pushed to actually do the deed and kill Daenerys. That would make more sense. Like, things that would push him to that decision. Only person that died, yeah, the only person that died in this episode was Daenerys. In the most unceremonious way possible. People kept saying, oh, final episode, everybody's going to die. Nah. It's like, no. No, just Daenerys. It's kind of, I mean, this is Game of Thrones, but it kind of ended on a happy ending. Was that a happy ending? For the character, yeah. It ended up, I mean, it was the, the Starks. I hated the, the it. The last Stark children. They I hated it. Ended up where they ended up. It was a happy ending. Brandon deserved to become king. Sansa didn't deserve to become queen. Because even John, even John, like he, you saw, he left. He he wasn't in uh, Night's Watch. Like he left, and the doors. Because there is no Night's Watch. <laughs> yeah, he went to go live beyond the wall, Which, with with Tormund and his, Tormund as his lover. His lover. Yeah, so, <laughs> so technically, he I did. will take no bride. Just so, this, my man, Tormund. <laughs> so technically, he did become the king of the North. I guess if that was the unspoken thing, he actually became the true king of the north, and that's one thing. But I, look, the only part of this whole episode I actually liked and got an emotional like satisfaction from was when he pet that goddamn dog ghost. When he saw ghost, I was like, at least you gave us that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, this is really how it's gonna end. No words. John's just sullen. But ghost is definitely he got definitely bitched got, out by Grey Worm. Ghost when he saw definitely him. got smaller. Oh yeah, for sure. He looked bigger, like, seasons ago. Yeah. But just, I don't know. I don't even understand why the the um, the wildings are going back up north. Unless the Night King dying first actually of all, I does was like, make spring. First of all, I was like, why are they back at the Night's Watch? I thought they were going north. Like, how did they know? They were waiting there for John. Yeah, but how did they know? I don't know. It's <laughs> stupid. It's all contrived. That's what it is. But it, unless spring is going to happen everywhere, like, there's no more winter even up past the wall north. Because it makes no sense why the Wallings would go back to the, the true north because that place is a wasteland. It's, a, it's an Arctic wasteland. The reason why they wanted to go below the wall in the first place is because they had no resources. Because like they're living in a tundra, basically. I was saying, I guess they got used to living there. Doesn't make for, any sense. For centuries. You could, you could live below and, the wall and, and have crops. It, and consider it freedom. Because if they go below the wall, now they're in Sansa's territory and they got to follow her orders. I don't like that. Do you, do you think that makes sense? Because below the wall is all Sansa stuff. Beyond the wall is... I'm sure she would leave them to their own devices. Would she? No. Sansa? No. <laughs> You're right. She's a great queen. <laughs> I'm sure she would. It doesn't make any sense. But it just doesn't make sense from a, a, plot, from a, a plot perspective. Their entire reasoning for coming below the wall was because they couldn't live up there anymore. But they just go back because they, they enjoy And you could more. also say like... It was a wasteland, and they couldn't live up there anymore because the whites, were. they kept encroaching on their territory. They were going further and further down to where they were, so they didn't want to deal with that. But there are no more white walkers anymore, so they don't have to worry about that. I guess. Maybe. But it just doesn't feel satisfying. It doesn't feel like... It, it felt like so much of this, this episode was taking back the character development that had been built up in the series before this. 
So, like, I can never go back and rewatch. And this is why I feared. I feared the finale of this show would, would retroactively ruin my past favorite moments of the show. I can never go back and look at the King of the North moment and feel pride. Because ultimately, John loses, all, loses everything, ends is basically the Queen Slayer, and is dishonored and has to live up north back to where he started as the Night's Watch person. He went full circle, he even regressed as a character. The, the Aegon Targaryen stuff doesn't even, it's not, it doesn't even factor into the end of his story. No, it doesn't factor into the end of his story, but for John, this is what he wants. I feel like he's more happier now. No, he's not. No, he's I, miserable. You saw his, at the end of the, when he was riding on the horse, he smiled. Right before the before the uh, bro thing, went I don't to give black. a fuck what you're gonna. Oh, he smiled. He's happy. He was miserable. You saw how tormented he was when he killed, had to kill Daenerys. Yes, but ultimately, like he doesn't want to be on the throne. He doesn't want to have to deal with the Game of Thrones stuff. He's basically free. He's living free on the hog with torment and the other wildings. Like you know what that's called, Michael. A he's, fucking bum. He's free. <laughs> no, we're going to pull Pulp Fiction here. That's he's what a he, fucking bum, that's, Jules. That's what he wants. He's going to walk the earth. <laughs> For John, that's what he wants. Is it satisfying? No, but that's what he wants. So he's happy. He doesn't have to listen to... He doesn't have to follow any lords and ladies or whatever. He's basically... What's the word I'm trying to use? Not independent, but close. Independent, more or less. Look, again, on paper... I'm okay with that ending for his character. In he's some a free, ways, he's a free Pokemon. Uh, so, <laughs> he's wild. Yeah. <laughs> In some ways, it's poetic, but it's just how they handled it. It makes me. It leaves me so hollow. Because if they actually had a satisfying build up to that moment, the conclusion would be more bittersweet. But as it is, it's just unsatisfying, and it feels unearned. It feels like he just regressed as a character rather than went on this journey to end up back where he started. You see the difference? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, ah! <laughs> and even the conversation on King's Landing, where it ends with like uh, Tyrion and, and Bran and, and Brienne, and they're all talking Which on I'm the just table. Like, what the fuck? Like, where Bran all of a sudden? Now he's the master of coin? Like, he got Highgarden. He, all he had to do was hold a crossbow yeah, but with I Tyrion. Thought, I thought Highgarden had the food, not the money. He, he's both. Because Littlefinger's dead, I guess? I don't know. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I guess a con man would be good at money, <laughs> managing money. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's stupid. I hate it all. Because <laughs> it just ended on this weird, like, again, a sitcom. The the pan out of, like, oh, that's so Game of Thrones. They're talking about all the classic Game of Thrones things. I was just like, this is so contrived. I hate this. Brienne, fuck that moment where her her, her story is with her still taking L's for Jamie, yeah, even right. after she betrayed him Finishing. or he betrayed her. Yeah, finishing his story in the book. Again, I saw a great meme, but instead of it ending with her writing, um, he died protecting the queen, like, he died a fuckboy. <laughs> <laughs> like, that makes more sense. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Fuck that. Like, don't give him any favors. He doesn't get any fucking redemption still in the fucking his story. Fuck his story. <sighs> and for Brienne's story to end like that, that, that's the end of her character arc. That's the end of her character, yeah. Ja- Jamie is the end of her character arc. But she is a knight. The first female knight. Yes. She, and she's on the table. She's the king's guard. Yeah. So I'm happy for that. I mean, the gold armor was cool. I like that. But everything else. Everything else. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Not since Dexter have I fucking walked away from a finale this disappointed. I, I only watched you didn't watch the, Dexter? I only watched the first. I didn't even finish the first season. I only saw like a okay. couple episodes. No, I rode that horse to the, the ground. And it, it was a great show at one point. But just like this, like... 
But it was different because Dexter had a gradual decline to an unsatisfying finale. Game of Thrones fell off a cliff. Like, I've, I've never seen a show go from lauded as the perfection of television writing to just another show, just, just a CW show, where it's like the writing doesn't make nah, sense. I wouldn't call it a CW show. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm not saying it's as bad as CW, but I'm, when we get to the CW talk, I'm sorry. The CW's finales for both Flash and Arrow did have a more satisfying conclusion than this did. But I was going to say, but even you said final moment, yeah. not the whole episode. Yeah, stress that. Final <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> stress that. But just but that's also but even like the final moment you could tell it's not like it's the final moment it's gonna be other there's gonna be another season but like how so like you could, the, you could make the argument like if this was the final moment of this season and it's gonna be another season probably won't be as disappointed I agree with that but, but I, my question to you is what's worse a show like The Walking Dead that slowly declines into oblivion and you just kind of let it go or a show that has such promise that you had such a, a strong loving place in your heart. And then, like John betrayed Daenerys, it stabs you in the fucking stomach at the very end and leaves you unsatisfied. Like, here, here's your fucking quote. I didn't get the thumb! <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it sounded like you said thumb. <laughs> I didn't get the thumb. <laughs> so what do you like? What do you think about that? Like, what's better? Or what's worse? It's worse to, 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 for, <laughs> for a show to like be on a high note up here that all of a sudden it takes like a huge... Like a free fall, the Tower of Terror drop. That's what it felt like. Yeah. You're like, no! <laughs> like, you didn't have your seatbelt on. You're like falling. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Like every, after episode two, every episode just got worse. Yeah, I mean, really this whole season. Granted. No, one and two episode, was still good. One and two was still good, but they were good on a scale of like this season was not. If the last four were strong episodes, the first two would have been amazing lead up. Cause I was still satisfied. I remember. Yeah, I was still satisfied, but I'm like now in hindsight, I'm like, what was it for? Yeah, nothing. It went nowhere. The Night King. Why did he have to go out like that? If if you wanted all the lords to come together like they did at the end, is be like, hey, you guys know we've always been feuding for years, and we've never been able to reach a common agreement on anything. But let's just decide the king right now, right? Right? Am I right? I mean, our queen just got assassinated, but Bran, the brother of the assassinator, let's have him be king, right? High fives. Like if you wanted to get there. To have everybody on the same page, keep the Night King against the final boss. Because at least then it would make sense to me. Or at another season where all the other people Westeros have to t- like combine forces to fight Daenerys. But like just to have it so rushed through, like, oh by the way, here's, here's our king. It just felt so Or make Bran so trite. actually do something so that when he gets the title of king, it's like that makes fucking it feels sense. Earned. Yeah. Like what if he was the key component or the, the the key piece of the puzzle to defeating the night king actually or daenerys anything but he didn't do anything i, th- I think when he rolled his, or eyes his back, knowledge contributed something to even the debate or something i don't know something yeah Tyrion was the smart one in that conversation he gave a really good speech so everybody yeah. was like he's right make brand the king <laughs> um, and then i'm just like so all that stuff even like Oh, brand the broken. What happened to brand the builder? <laughs> oh, this conversation about that being possibly brand. No, man, that's stupid. All that, that's all fan three bullshit, man. That's none of that's important anymore. This, this is what we got. This is the reality. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just have brand do something. 
when he rolled his eyes in the back of his head when he was talking to Theon, like, I'm going to go now. Yeah, even that, it's like, what? He, not, none of that went anywhere. No, he was warging this episode. It was like, oh, shit, I'm going to be king. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, Theon, you go out and fight him. It's cool. <laughs> even, even the, uh, whatever happened to those notes that, that Varys was sending out, that, that, that John is the king, did he or even, John is Aegon Targaryen. Like, did he even send them out? We don't even know. I'm assuming he had to have sent out at least some, like... Right before Dead-o. we saw him writing, and then they came, uh, the Unsullied came in. We saw him burn one, but that was just one. He he was, it looked like it looked like he was writing like tons of notes. Fucking the master of whispers over here, fucking like a high school gossiping girl. Did you know John should be king? John should be king. Hey Tyrion, hand to the queen. I think John should be king. Betrayal, betrayal, betrayal. Like he wouldn't do that. He would have waited until after Daenerys became queen and then weaved his web of deception and fucking conspiracy. I mean, supposedly he tried to poison her. I'm not even sure if that's the case, but I have seen that theory. Uh, But even that, it's too fucking, it's too blunt. Varys has never been that fucking blunt. These characters, again, who are these people? Jon has never been that meek. Daenerys has never been that fucking evil. Varys has never been that fucking... uh, blunt in his actions before all these characters it just felt not, like not even that but even Tyrion, like they keep saying oh Tyrion's the smartest he's the smartest but like this last season or so it's like he's an idiot yeah. and then gets rewarded for it now you're the hand again i, fix, I don't deserve to this fix your mistakes yeah what your mistakes are dead like what, <laughs> what mistakes i just i don't even like i don't even like Tyrion in this episode even Tyrion just felt like a, a hollow shell of himself the acting you're right phenomenal and that's a lot of what carries the show. Even with the bad writing, the acting is what sells a lot of the characters' actions. There were there were moments where Daenerys would give a look. Like when she was thrown the 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 curveball of you killed innocence. What sold even the little bit of Daenerys that used to be was in her face. Because you could see in the her facial acting, her her like response to that, her physical response, to like, oh my god, I did. But in the terms of her, the, the conversation, in terms of like her actual dialogue, none of that came through. But it's because the, the actors have gotten so good at portraying these characters, kind of like Avengers, char- Avengers actors. Like, they're able to kind of bring something to these performances. But if it wasn't for these actors, this should be garbage. Like, this is Walking Dead level bad. Especially for the finale of something that was such, like, a, a cultural phenomenon. Well, according to one of our reviewers, Walking Dead is the best it's ever been. So we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Liar. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> well, yeah, man, this... This episode, poor vision. Poor, yeah. Poor, poor vision. vision. Wow. We're, we're in agreement on that. Uh-huh. That's terrible. <laughs> this season? What would you rate the season? I'm going to say less than less passable. Less than passable. Wow. <laughs> Jinx, buy me a Coke. And for the series, more than passable. Yeah, for the series, more than passable. It would have been perfect. Because there's way more good than bad. Yeah. Like, really, if you think about bad, it's only this season. Yeah, it fell on its It's like literally a, a racer who's sprinting to the finish line, fucking past everybody, is at the, is literally, with, like Daenerys was within reach of the Iron Throne, was in reach of the finish line, and just fell, just stumbled. Ah! <laughs> Broke his leg. It's all twisted, contorted. Ah! Crawling to the finish line. It still crossed ah! the finish line, but it's not, it's deformed. Looks like that Sonic the Hedgehog. And you know what pissed me off the most? Those motherfuckers didn't have the, the audacity to not have the to not be able to explain themselves at the end because I was waiting for like their the oh yeah up. I was waiting for that too like, and I, was, <laughs> there. I was like explain yourselves 
<laughs> Silence. <laughs> they, they snuck out the back. Like, I was so mad. It's like that Simpsons meme where you sneaking back through the bushes. Yes. I was like, motherfucker. You but supposedly explain. there's a documentary coming out next next week or something like that. It better be titled, I'm sorry. <laughs> or we're sorry. The Game of Thrones story. More, I think it's more of the whole season, not just the final episode. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm hot. I'm literally hot. How <laughs> sad I am about this. But yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting for a, a behind the episode thing too, and there was nothing. I'm like, how fucking convenient. Every single episode, you guys do a fucking commentary, but then this one, you're just like, yeah, nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Because, because again, Daenerys herself didn't have a ex- way to explain her actions. She just conveniently didn't say anything about it. She's just like, no, I had to because because Cersei forced me. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> But I'm the ultimate good, John. Join again, okay, Darth Vader. Even that conversation, like, me. what about all the other people that think they're good too? They don't get a choice. Why the fuck do you get a choice? Who are you? That's not Daenerys. Not the Daenerys that we've known. Like maybe that's the Daenerys that could eventually get to that point with some better writing, but not just on a heel turn. And that's the thing, like people listening to this, like just in case they get it misconstrued. I don't have a problem, and I don't think you have a problem with the fact that Daenerys went crazy. No. It's how she went crazy. It could have been a great Anakin Skywalker turn, but if they like, did it Anakin, better. Was, I was like, was Anakin great? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, they did it better than the Anakin Skywalker turn, but they did it just as haphazardly. Just, just as like, just like how Anakin was like, I'm going to take you in, Chancellor Palpatine. And he's like, I bow to you, my master. That same 180 is the same thing Daenerys did. They handle it just as poorly as the Star Wars prequels. I can save Padme. Okay, I'm going to kill kids now. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? She did the same thing. <laughs> That's terrible. When the Star Wars prequels are written just as well as the end of Game of Thrones, it's a problem. <laughs> There's a problem. I can't believe it. And look, again, for those listening right now, I think that George R. R. Martin's bullet points could have been satisfying the jamie going back on his character development sometimes you know redemption doesn't work out people aren't as i mean how many redemption stories have you seen where a character is full-on evil and then through a series of events becomes a better person but then they never regress they never go back to those their old ways but that's bullshit like in real life people fuck up people make Mm -hmm. bad decisions yeah so like drug addicts sometimes go back on drugs they relapse yeah so like i could as unsatisfying as it is I could see it better writing that being a something that we mourn for. That we're like, oh no, Jamie, don't do this. But as it stands, it's just like, what the fuck? What, who is this person? What are you doing? <laughs> like, you fuck Bran once, and then you find out Cersei is like in danger, and you're like, I'm gonna go back to Cersei now. And I, I even her. that whole, <laughs> even that whole Brienne and Jamie thing left a sour taste in my mouth because I kept saying from from season what was it season two. I was like, I want Jamie and Brienne to get together. Yeah. Now, I was just like, eh. It just feels dirty. Now, I wish they didn't fuck. Like, I wish they didn't have sex. Yeah, I do It too. would make more sense. Because then it's like, they, they only had like this, would they want the, won't they relationship where it felt like there's honor, like they have mutual respect, but maybe there's more than that. And without having that solidified connection, then I could believe more that he would go back to Cersei. You know what I'm saying? But once you consummate it, and you make it seem like this is what I want. Like, and then you go back on it, it just feels unsatisfying, especially when you do it in an episode. Like literally in the span of an episode, he, he goes, I'm a good guy now. From Man. one scene to the, not even just an episode, from one scene to the next. Yes. I'm a bad person. Trust me. <laughs> it's like, what? 
<laughs> what about when you told Cersei last season that you were like, fuck honor and fuck loyalty and like you've gone too far and you've, you turn your back on her to go protect the North and then you saw zombies. You saw in that moment how wrong Cersei was and you still go back to her to hold her as she, like when she dies? Fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. I would have, again, with hindsight, I would have rather him died and then Arya wore his face and killed Cersei. I wouldn't even rather than that. There's so many alternatives, so many multiversal choices that would have been better than what they gave us. Instead, Euron stabbed him, and then he died under some fuck Euron many bricks. <laughs> I wouldn't even talk about this last week, but the moment between Tyrion and Jaime last 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 episode was good. That was a strong like final send off for yeah, their yeah. their characters. It was, yeah. And then they fucked it all up in the next mo- <laughs> the very next scene with him. I was like, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. That's why we forgot about it, because it was so like, it didn't matter by the end of that episode. <laughs> no, it mattered in today's, or oh, yesterday's episode, where he cried over the bodies. Oh, oh <laughs> how convenient that I find you guys. <laughs> all right, yeah, so fuck this show. I'm done. Is there anything you want to talk well, about with this? Of course you're done. There's no more show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, <laughs> I, can, I can literally rant for another hour about how much I hated this fucking episode. Like... And how disappointed I am because I had so much faith in this show. I had more faith than you. You who kept telling me, bro, six episodes, it's too rushed. They're it's not going to be able rushed. to finish yeah. it. I'm like, no, man. You're like, no, it's longer episodes. They got yeah. to. It's like, no, they don't. They consistently have proven that they can do this shit. I believe in them. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All that faith. It's <laughs> fucking nothing. Law statistics. Just like MC. at some point, MCU is going to fuck up. <laughs> Oh, man, not like this. <laughs> not like this. Please, please, Marvel. Please, Kevin Feige. Don't ever get to this point. Could you imagine if this was Avengers? If we came out of Avengers Endgame feeling like this, MCU would be over. <laughs> MCU would be over. <laughs> I mean, some people did. I, I see some people say, oh, this episode of Game of Thrones is just as terrible as Avengers Endgame. I was like, what? Jakaris. <laughs> they need to be burned. <laughs> I can never, never been so wrong. Jesus Christ! All right, so you want to move on? Are yeah. you done? Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Let's get, let's get into more things that disappointed me. I'm gonna say it right now. I'm sorry, but let's talk about John Wick Three, Parabellum. All black, one gun man. He knew the rules. He broke them. All black, one gun man. You shouldn't be here. There's no escape for you. John Wick as Batman. Rules and consequences. All black, one gunman. John Wick as Batman. All black, one gunman. John Wick. John Wick, Chapter 3. All of this because of a puppy? Wasn't just a puppy. Fucking stupid ass subtitle anyway. Parabellum. What the fuck does that even mean? It's a machine gun. Uh, No, it means... uh, is it a gun? To, it to, a gun? To, to, to have peace, prepare for war, or something like that. Oh, is that what that meant? Yeah. I, I thought I looked it up and said it was a machine gun. Oh, but in the movie, that's right. He did say, Parabellum. Yeah. Have peace, prepare for war. All right, you're right. Oh, let's talk about John Wick, bro. This, this, this movie, again, a phenomenon, not unlike Game of Thrones, where it's a very generic story. How many things have you seen where an assassin kills assassins? That's the most basic, that's basically every fan film plot of any action fan film ever. But John Wick, I'd argue, is the best example of that. It's got the biggest budget, the most spectacle, the best action. And what they did that was brilliant in that first movie was anchor it with emotion. 
And how do you get people, everybody on the same page saying, fuck those villains? You kill a kill pet. dog. Yeah. It's like how with ghosts. You see how the entire internet turned against John because he didn't pet his goddamn dog? Uh-huh. <laughs> so when you kill a dog, of course you're on this, you're, you're right there with John Wick going, fuck them, John. I didn't even care about the fact that he lost his wife as much as I cared about them killing his dog. I mean, we didn't really see his wife. And then his wife didn't, like, it's not like his wife got murdered. His wife died of, like, cancer. Yeah. So the, so the dog was almost like a, a, a metaphorical extension of her. So even in this movie, they say things like, he even said that you did all this for a dog? Yeah, he even said that. And he even said that in the first movie. Like, this was the last thing that she gave me. Yeah. It was, like her, it was symbolic for her memory. Mm-hmm. And even in this movie, like, they, they do question it again. Like, you did all that for a dog? Like, it's not just a dog. And it's literally as far as it goes. It's, I think it's the only time they reference that shit. But that's, I think, what gave John Wick its... its well, no, they reference it again in the Holly Berry moment. That's the movie I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about what Angelica Houston. Who is Angelica Houston? The 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 lady that. Uh, oh, oh, the 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 evil secretary person. Not well, she was. She's not a secretary. No, I was she, she, she was like a, a secretary. She she's ran, a mouthpiece for the high table. No, 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 not not no. her. Angelica Houston Wait, was the woman about? that basically raised him. Oh, Giordani. Oh. oh, yes, 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 yes. You're right. So they say it twice because I'm talking about the Halle Berry moment. Oh, yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think what made John Wick such a, a big franchise is that emotional core and that premise of like, this is a, the ultimate killer, the Baba Yaga, kills all these motherfuckers for a dog. And you, you're endeared to him instantly because of that. And I feel like as we've gotten farther and farther away from that first movie, we've lost more and more of that emotional connection to the roots of this story. I really enjoyed chapter two. Um, and I even really enjoy chapter three. The action is unprecedented. Like in terms of like hand to hand martial arts action, it, it rivals the best like uh, Asian martial arts movies like The Raid, name it. And it's, it's just as good as those things. It feels and this movie more than any of the other ones feels like a fucking video game to me. Do you agree with that? Like it goes from set piece to set piece. You're fighting a bunch yeah, of different. More so the end than. I think all of it. I feel like because I'm thinking scene, I'm like even part two was like a video game. It was like a video game too, but no, no, I agree with that. Yeah, but I think this this more than any of them because I feel like they, in order to make the set pieces still interesting, they have to vary the action enough to make it you know visually feel different. And I feel like it's I, I could totally see while I was watching this movie, every set piece being a new chapter in the game, chapter two. John Wick on a motorcycle versus motorcycle bandits or whatever. Chapter three, John Wick in the in a knife store fighting uh, henchmen with knives. Chapter four, John Wick fighting dudes with uh, bulletproof helmets. So he has to go around their, their headshots. You know what I'm saying? Like there was all these different set pieces that felt like video game challenges. The mini boss fight, Asian sushi guy versus John Wick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's not a bad thing because it's still it's an entertaining movie. It's an action movie. That's what we're here for. The dog, like Halle Berry's dogs, the way they were parkour over the fucking environment to get to the bad guys. That was one of my favorite scenes. Well, yeah. They yeah. feel like press RB or press right trigger to activate dogs. And they, like, <laughs> dog assist, and then like the dog will jump up her back and fucking jump up a building to get to another person. Yeah, shit like that. Like it, it felt video gaming, but in a good way. I enjoy, I enjoyed it. Where it fell apart for me was the ending. And I, I don't know if the movie was 
billed as the final chapter? I don't think it was. I think people just assume because it's you know a trilogy that this is where the, the movies would end. But they set up for a sequel by the end of the movie. Yeah, Keanu Reeves said as long as people are, want to see it, he's willing to do as many John Wick movies. I don't like that. Because, like I was saying in the beginning of this review, as this is going on, I feel like it's losing more and more focus from where it started. And the longer it goes on, it's going to keep it's going to keep happening. It's going to keep being diluted and diluted and diluted until we just keep having these plot contrivances to keep the story going. I mean, the John Wick franchise could end up being like Mission Impossible. It's like just keep going, keeps going as long as it's making yeah, money. And it's got like a I think it's like a high 90s in Rotten Tomatoes, right? So it's it's got great reviews. Yeah. Um so what did you think? What would you rate this this movie? I'll give this a perfect vision. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I what the fuck is that? Oh, I thought it was a spider on the wall. <laughs> I was like, what is that? I was like, what is that? Bite me, bite me, give me powers. <laughs> but yeah, I I enjoyed the hell out of this movie more. Like, of course, if if I had to rate which ones I like better, I would say number one is is number one. Yeah, obviously, one, yeah. number three is under that, and then number two after. So one, three, two. And, like, the thing that I love most about this movie, and, yes, not even just the action stuff, because the action is great, but the thing, and I mentioned this before, because John Wick Chapter 2 was the first episode I was on, and on that episode... Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, and on that episode, I mentioned, like, the thing that I really like about this movie is the... And the thing that I enjoyed that they established more in the second one than the first one is the lore and the world the of the Continental stuff. and what this assassin organization is, the high table and all this stuff. And... We still don't know. But we, we, still, we still don't know, but we know way more than what we did before. And then also on top of that, I, I think I mentioned before, I was like... Something that I really want, like I want, like I would love for them to have like a graphic novel or a TV show or are whatever. Are they making a TV show? They are making a TV show, yeah. but I haven't heard anything since them they announced it a while. Uh, I haven't heard any casting or anything like that. But I was like, I want to see like a graphic novel or something like that about the Continental or how this world came about and all this other stuff. Like who who runs this stuff and like and and we pretty much got more of that in this movie with the adjudicator. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, all of that stuff was interesting to me. Even finding out that, uh, spoilers, guys, but even finding out that, uh... Yeah, if you don't want to hear spoilers for the rest of John Wick, just skip ahead in timestamps. Like, who who the guy... Oh, shit. Who, <laughs> who the guy is that runs the, 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 the high table, basically. You saw it was the... He lived, the guy from Wonder Woman. <laughs> the, oh, uh, that was him? That was him. Oh, wow. So he he stayed he stayed alive. The super assassin, yeah. the ultimate assassin who just hangs out in a desert and somehow can find you if you walk long enough that you almost die. Yeah, I was. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works <laughs> at all. <laughs> Look up, see the big dip or whatever, and walk toward it. Yeah, and like and a, we're almost dead. Because like, a desert is vast. Like, like how bro, do you, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. It's, it's funny to me because the things you're saying are reasons why I am actually disappointed by it. Because I feel like the more I learn about the Continental, the less I like. Like that, that entire sequence of walking in the desert and then finding the super assassin, Assassin's Creed guy, like that just felt so weak to me. No, I liked all that. See, that's what's interesting. Okay. And different strokes, different folks. <laughs> yeah, so just finding out like how like who who's in charge of what and like finding out all the background, like the lore, the rules and all that other stuff. That's the stuff I was I I'm interested in. No, it didn't have the emotional core of the first movie, but I feel like 
Who cares? Not no, not who, <laughs> no, not who cares. Okay, but I feel right. like the first movie was that. Once you got because I'm like, what was the second movie? But the second movie didn't have that. The second movie was based on the consequences of what he did in the first movie. And then now this is based on the consequences of what happened in the second movie. And then whatever, I guess if they make a part four, it's going to be the consequences of what happened in this movie. Like how I look at John Wick more so than any other like movie that does like a, a sequel and then a, a threequel and then a fourquel and all that. Like I look at this more so it's, the first movie, second movie, and even this third movie, I consider this all one book. And then these are all different chapters of one book as opposed to like Avengers 1, that's one book. Avengers 2, that's a whole separate book. Avengers 3, that's a whole separate book. Like this is all, this John Wick stuff is all one book. So mm. no, it doesn't have the emotional core of the first one, but it's a continuation more so than a sequel or three quarter than of everything that happened mm. from the first movie. So like okay. you got all of that already. So now this is all consequences because you got also got to think about like this is all of this stuff that happened in, in like the first three movies is like what like like two days. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's another thing. It's like how are you still fighting? <laughs> I think I think it's more like, than I think it's more than two days. I think it's like a like a month or a couple. And most like, of the week. Because I was gonna say because you think about when the he the way first, chapter two ended, it starts right from there. I, chapter three. I'm, but I'm also thinking because I, I think a couple times, I like some time between two and three, like it ended right. But I'm thinking between one and two, I think some time has passed because when he got the dog, it was like a puppy. And then you yeah. think of when, when chapter two started, that was like a grown ass dog. So some time had to have passed. Yeah, I think there's more time between one and two. But since two, it's taking place. No, like but a between two days. and three, it was like, yeah, it's like instant. starting. Yeah, it's like instant because he had what two ended where you had an hour. Yeah. Before you became excommunicado, and then this one starts. He's basically like, been fighting for like seventy-two hours nonstop, and he's got yeah. no tired. Like he's not tired. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> had, not, yeah, he had time to shit. Like you he's know. a video game character. Like he, he feels no pain. He can shake off mortal wounds. But we even said, but well, no, you even said in the, uh, I remember this. You said in uh, John Wick chapter two, he was like. Basically, John, it's, it's like John Wick. The movie's on God mode the whole time. Yes, <laughs> but it's but it's fun to watch. It is. And fun so to I watch. feel like it's fun to watch. Like even even you see like stuff on, online where it's like who could take out Thanos? John Wick. Yes. It's like that's the that's the lore of the that's the fun of this movie. Like like, like that's what makes it. Like you you got that getting into the like you. What am I trying to say? You knew that getting into this movie based on how they set it up, where it's just like, oh, I heard you slap my son. And it's like, yeah, I did, sir. Or I pu you punched my son. Why did you do that? Because he stole John Wick's car and he killed his dog. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, just you, they set all that up like, in the first movie. So I was like, you snap, and John Wick would be like, ah, and keep coming. <laughs> like, aren't you dead? No, I can keep going. Like, what? So I was like, yeah, they set all that up in the first movie. So it's like, you knew what you're, you know what you're getting into, or you know how God mode or whatever I hear John you. Wick is. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but for me, I just feel like. It's it's not about like oh well the first movie set up his 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 emotional core and we just carry that through. It almost feels forgotten in the rest of the movies. Like in two less so because it was a direct continuation. But now that we're in three, I need this to be. If it's not about the dog anymore and about like him doing all this for vengeance because of his the symbol of his wife being destroyed and him like you know fucking the consequences nonstop. It just it needs to be about something. There needs to be some kind of like theme or thematic like. Uh, through line but there isn't but that's, but that's why I made the point of saying like as opposed to other movies where they do fur they further the storyline this movie 
is isn't like oh John Wick one was one book John Wick two was one no these this, I consider this all one book I don't like it's just, just a different chapter I don't get so it's like storytelling because this movie doesn't have a point even but it even, is it's the consequences of all this it's the consequences of what he did in in, in part two he killed somebody on the continental grounds okay let's go to the plot he killed somebody on the continental grounds because it, presumably he did not give a fuck about the consequences it's cut to this movie. He decides to go apologize for the shit he did. He's like, oh, shit, man, I'm sorry. I can't fucking do this no more. So, hey, King Assassin, can you please exonerate me? And and however I need to do that, can I just become part of the Assassin's Guild again? Okay, sure, bro, no problem. Uh, Kill your best friend, and we're good. Okay, I'm going to kill my best friend. He gets the said best friend, the, what's his name? I don't remember his name. Winston. Winston. Uh, excommunicado, that guy. <laughs> and uh, he's the same guy in the end of two who gave him, like, bro, I, we're boys, but, you know, I know you gave, gave zero fucks that you wanted to kill this guy who's been, like, torturing you and, like, and pulled your arm to make you do that shit in the second movie. But, you know, we're friends, so I'm gonna give you an hour to get your shit together and, and try and get away. Cut to this movie. He's like, you know what? I don't want to give up my power because everybody that John that helped John Wick at any point is basically being um, uh, taken out by the high table. Like you, you fucked up. You betrayed the high table. So now you gotta go. Mm-hmm. They tell him that he's like, I don't want to give up my power. So I guess I have to die. John Wick's like, I'm here to kill you. Yeah, but do you really want to be that type of guy? Do you really want to like go out? Like, how would your wife? And this is we went back to the emotional core. How would your wife look at you? being the person that you are now. How do you want to die? Do you want to die the man who is a lapdog or do you want to die the man who loves his wife? He's like, I don't want to, I want to live to protect her memory. But then he's like, you know what? You're right. Like, there's no point in, in living just to have her memory when at the end of the day, I'm going to be betraying her memory every time I can... Because t- you want to get the life for her, right? That's, that was the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, his motive, his flip to say, I want to still be in this life didn't make any sense. Then his his decision to work out to work with Winston to protect the Continental did make sense, but then Winston betrays him at the end. Spoilers, we said spoilers. Yeah, we did say that. <laughs> yeah, and it was, I, I was like, okay, maybe it was like a like a plan. Like he he they knew the only way for John to get out of this without killing Winston because he literally got his finger cut off to do this. So he was all he was all in. It wasn't like he was faking this. But so they, maybe they knew off screen that the only way for him to get out of this was to fake his death. But no, he just completely 180 and betrayed John, and it felt like a betrayal of his character just to keep the story going. Because now it's like, oh, Baba Yaga, he's still alive, and that's going to come for me. I See, was like, that's what? Not, I didn't take it that way, that he betrayed him. I thought that was him more or less playing a game of chess where he didn't betray John, because if he wanted John to die, he could have just headshotted him. But he made sure to shoot him in the suit, knowing it's bulletproof, and knowing, John, yeah, John might have fallen, but he knew John was, like, John is still alive. But then you get that last scene with and then, him. And then not even just that, but then the, the guy that is, like, the secretary or whatever of the, of the, of the uh, Continental, uh, I can take your dog. Him. He was, oh, yeah. like, he was like, good play, sir. So to me, it's like, why say that? It's like, I was, I feel so like you think at the end of this, that he was, it was still just an elaborate ruse. I think, I think so. I, I could sense. be wrong. Cause you get that next moment. I think he's meant good play. Like, yeah, fuck John Wick. Like, that's what it felt like to me. Because in the next scene you get, uh, cause I'm like, uh, why not? It, why Morpheus. not just, why not just headshot him? Cause then there'd be no, mo- no more movie. You got to keep it going. 
Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I, 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 I personally don't think he. So betra- what did you think I, I about think the last scene him. with Morpheus, where he literally is like, "Yeah, he pissed, betrayed I'm pissed, you." I'm pissed off. I think it's more so about the whole this whole organization because he went because he went it is because like remember that. he went there the conversation with Winston he was saying like I want to take down this whole organization like I'm pissed off about all of this so I think that's I don't know that I could I, be, I could be completely wrong but that's how I looked at it that doesn't make any sense like it is, there'd be no reason for that last conversation of being well, like you don't make any sense but no Morpheus <laughs> literally told him like yo I can't believe your man betrayed you no he and, said he, he he said are you pissed off I'm pissed off about this high table something like that are you pissed off John yeah I'm pissed off no he literally said like so Winston tur- like betrayed you he literally said yo so Winston did that shit to you you know what if I was in the same position I'd do the same thing he betrayed him there's no like oh it's part of the plan and I'm gonna destroy the high table it's Yo, Winston wanted what he wanted, and then he did, he I guess Game of Thrones knew that if I manipulate John to fight for me and then use him as a barking chip, I can get my Continental back, and then he can like he'll he'll die. Oh, he's not dead? Fuck. Because even she was like, you know what happens if they find out that John's not dead, right? We're both fucked. He's like, well, I see what happens. <laughs> like, and even that, like that's why I'm like, I don't think I think there's still more to it. That shit was weak. That shit was so weak to me. Cause I, I, cause cause to me, again, like I said, if he really wanted John dead, like even when he shot him, even when he threw him up, he didn't like look to see if he was gone. Then when the then when the guy was like, oh, John's missing, it like he didn't like freak out, like, oh my god, like what the fuck? What do you mean he's missing? Because he, like, so, he knows he's John. He's like, that's why he's like, oh, Baba Yaga. But even still, it was just like, I don't know. I felt like he would have had more of a visceral reaction if he actually wanted to betray John. Then why do you say Baba Yaga like that at the end? Like he he said like Damn this motherfucker! Oh, Baba Yaga. Cause it's like, like, like I, you didn't disappoint me, John. Baba Yaga. What? The way you're reading this is so. That's weird. how I, that's how I look at it. I, like I <laughs> okay, said, wait, wait. So I inter- could be completely wait, wrong. So entertain the other side. If it is the way I'm describing, would you still like it? If it's the way you describe, no, I wouldn't like it. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe that's maybe. Hey, this is an interesting like a uh, division because. We're both reading the same things in different ways. So if the, because if, if if it's the way you're describing, I would like it more. So I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know what to believe. So we need, we need some, this is why we need a third person to be like, what did you think? <laughs> but yeah, I'll give it a, a little more than passable. And it's only because I felt like the plot was thin. Like I, and I need, I need to be about something more than just the action. And that's why I felt like this show, this franchise is becoming. And like, look, I love just a straight up action movie. But I also, I, me personally, I like the action to have some kind of emotional resonance. And it needs a strong plot and story and characters to have that. And I feel like it doesn't have that anymore. Like, here's a good example. The last battle on this was cool, but I didn't really feel anything. Versus the last battle in the first John Wick was not nearly as big as this. But I still felt more satisfied by the ending. Because, because getting that revenge is what satisfied me more than just the action in, in the scene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it was just saying. I was all in there for that final fight, though. Like, when they started vanishing on each other, I was like, Ooh, fucking ninja! And I also like the fact that he was like a fanboy for John. It was like, yo, I've always wanted to meet you, man. I'm a big fan of your work. And the fact that he died, it was just like, it's a good fight, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good I'll, see fight. You, I'll see you soon. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, that, but that's, again, they st- like, even uh, the whole fight with Common, it's like, they were friends, but mm. they still were fucking each other <laughs> but see even that like i feel like there's they, they tease story but 
but they don't go into it enough. Like, even the stuff with Halle Berry, like, she basically just came in for, like, one real scene and then left. But she was fucking, like, she, she was good. Yeah, she, she kicked ass. Yeah, she surprised me. Did you see the training she did for it? Like, the job? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and you can see it. it like, that's what I'm saying. The action is top notch. You can't take that away from this. this now, series. granted, like, Holly Berry is a very good action star. She just hasn't had the right vehicles. Like, you think about Catwoman or... <laughs> no, the, the, I'm not going to think about that. <laughs> or, like... Terrible casting is Storm. Like, she's not Storm. Yeah. Or the other movie that she did where uh, somebody stole her daughter. Like, she's trying to... She is... Uh, you Wait, tell, isn't that this movie? Isn't she, she lose a daughter? Well, yeah, she loses <laughs> a daughter in every movie. <laughs> My daughter! <laughs> but, like, uh, when she chased the guy down... I don't remember what it was called. It was a good movie. Like, she was good in it, but it's like... She hasn't had the right vehicle, and I think this was a good... This was a great vehicle for her. Like... Do you think she's going to come back? I hope so. It I, felt, would, I yeah. would like to see her character come back. She's got to. It's it just for her to, it, even the way she left in this, I was like, that's it? She's she not coming back? What the f-? <laughs> yeah, I thought she had a bigger role in this, but even the little role that she had, like, I thought it was, I thought it was well suited. Like, I would like, like I said, I would like to see her character come back. Also, I laughed out loud when uh, they were in the desert and like, she has the water, the water bottle and, and she, she drinks yeah, it in front of them. Yeah. And then like, she swishes around her mouth and then spits it like, in the fucking bottle and gives it to him. Somebody in my theater was like, I still drink it. <laughs> 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 I drink the fuck out of Halle Berry spit. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I mean, he needs it for the desert. <laughs> but did he? Because the whole point was like, you got to walk until you're almost dead, and then and then he'll find you. I'm like, what if he doesn't? Movie over. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is he a sandbender? Does he sense your movements in the earth? <laughs> so there's a GPS on him. Like, how the fuck? The desert is huge, guys. Like, it's not just a thing where it's like, oh, there's there's John Wick. Let's get him. Yeah. The only thing, and, and the only thing that I will concede on and it's still perfect vision but i that i was just like this was still kind of stupid the fact that he did go through all that to try to ingratiate himself back into the table yes even cut his finger off Cut his finger that's why i'm like he was all in like that that 180 from like clearly he gave no fucks about the organization that's why he killed the guy at the end of the second movie in the first place but then he's like man i you know why i betrayed this the whole organization and i knew the organization would be after me I didn't think it'd be this hard. So you know what I'm going to do? Hey, man, can you please take me back? I didn't like that. Yeah, only to go back and have Winston go, but you know you can destroy them all, right? Yeah, let's do that. I didn't even get the sense that he was like destroy them all. I just felt like he he appealed to John's like inner emotions which makes to take out the t- to take out the table like what if there's no table or something like but not, that not even take out the table just do- how do you want to die like do you want to die because either way you're gonna die either you're gonna be an assassin forever because now you, your, your fingers cut off and now like they literally said you gotta kill for us from now on so either you die eventually just being an assassin from old age somebody eventually gets the better hand of you or the upper hand on you or you die here and now fighting for your principles what are you gonna do and i'm like and that's why I thought, I'm like, oh my god, are they actually gonna kill John Wick in this? I thought he was gonna go out in like a final blaze of glory, fighting the people in the Continental with the people that were his friends, who, which was Winston and the black guy. But then for Winston to be like, nah, fuck that, <laughs> I want the Continental bitch. So yeah, so that Parlay, right there, ah! yeah, that right there is the only thing I was like, they could have did that a little bit better. But I didn't have that much of a problem with it. I didn't like the whiplash. Like, what are you doing? Why, why'd you kill the guy at the end of the second movie if? Your plan after that was going to be, you know what? I, I I made the wrong choice. Like no, like stick to your guns. Like you did it. I mean, he probably didn't. Fuck. He probably didn't have a plan. He did it because he was tired. 
That's why I thought he was done with this shit. That's why he he was tired. But, like, but you're not, because now they're after you. He doesn't want to. He said, he, "I don't want to die. I want to be because I'm the only one that will rem- I'm the only one alive. I guess she doesn't have a family, but I'm the only one alive that will remember her, and I want to remember her." That logic doesn't make sense to me. Plus, he has a dog that he has to take care of. <laughs> Who's going to take care of my puppy? <laughs> but yeah, whatever. It's not right. a puppy anymore. So, perfect vision, a little more than passable. All right. I was disappointed, though. Just because I was like, especially the ending, because I was expecting him to like to have some kind of finality. But it's like, nope, more movies. I'm like, okay, all right, well. But yeah, like I said, I guess it depends on your perspective. Because like you said, if it's my perspective is true, yeah. you would have liked it more. Yeah, I would, I would like it a little bit more. God, I don't like that 180 betrayal from Winston. I'm like, what? What the fuck? So all the thing you just said was bullshit? The entire thing you told John about, like, how do you want to die, John? Well, that was all just to manipulate him? Fuck that. So I don't know. Yeah, that's not how. But great. Also, I'm like, how the fuck did Lawrence Fishburne survive? Like, he got Word. sliced the fuck up. Or he's got yeah. some scars on his yeah. face. Like, man, that's crazy. I lived through that. Like, wait, what? No, no assassin double-checked, like, your body when you fell? I was like, nah, I'll leave him. I mean, I guess fine. they did. Well, I don't, uh, maybe uh, maybe their intention wasn't to kill him. They just said your punishment is seven cuts. Maybe. Just like if you survive, you survive. Just but. like, I guess, the other woman. Like, she got stabbed through the hands. Yeah, she didn't get killed, though. Yeah. So I guess the seven cuts weren't like intentional. Like I'm gonna murder you. It's just seven cuts. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know because I'm just like, wait, he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, speaking about he's alive, let's talk about Attack on Titan this week. This week's episode Anime was Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> Anime Game of Thrones. Yeah, you're right. Um, this week's episode is titled "The Perfect Game." <laughs> Game of Thrones. This is literally the anime game of anime version of Game of Thrones, and it's so better. I, I was just well, <laughs> well, it's still the beginning of the show. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Let's <laughs> 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 so jinx this. Because Game of Thrones end. I mean, Attack on Titan ends. You'd be like, what the fuck is this? Because <laughs> <laughs> they still have those believable turns. Because last week's episode, it felt like Aaron had uh, Aaron crew had the Beast Titan, Colossal Titan, and Armor Titan on the ropes. This episode. No, nope. complete 180. It was like, bro, 
And just really don't want no want to know spoilers for this week's episode of Attack on Titan. Again, skip ahead in the timestamps, iTunes description, blah 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 blah. Um, the moment where Aaron and the and uh, the Survey Corps that are left, Armin and Mikasa and that that small group, cause they think, uh, what's her name? Hange's entire group was destroyed when the Colossal Titan. Hange. 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 Whatever. <laughs> Hange's entire group was destroyed when the Colossal Titan appeared. So as far as uh, they know, do you think they're dead? No. I, yeah, I don't think they're dead. No. Again, it's Game of Thrones. Unless you see their bodies, <laughs> they're not dead. Yeah. But the moment where the team was like, Armin's like, I got no plan. Gene, you got this. He was like, All right, I can read situations. So let's try and at least try and stop the Colossal Titan in any way we can. That's our our one goal right now is to try and stop this insurmountable fucking opponent. But ultimately, Army, you are the brain, so get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> get, get it together, Tyrion. <laughs> get your shit, put it in the ball, put it in the backpack, whichever, whatever you got to do, but get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> like the Morty moment. Um, when Aaron runs up to the Colossal Titan and grabs his foot and starts yeah, pushing he, he it back. He it back. I, I was, was like, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking See, monkey kicked him. He he is like no, he wasn't pushing his foot back. He was cocking it back yeah. to fling Aaron off, and he flies into the wall like a missile and is knocked out cold. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> that was a Game of Thrones moment that was satisfying. At least, well, at least he, if, it, if it was if it was Game of Thrones, Aaron would have been dead. But <laughs> yes, but even just like the the subversion of oh he's gonna do it. Nah, he dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the same time. Uh, Erwin and Levi are on the other side of the wall now being fucking pelted with like machine gun fire rocks. Uh, the rocks, be- yeah. Like Beast Titan's crumpling up boulders and throwing them like fucking machine gun fire. It's crazy. So like on one side of the wall the Colossal Titan is burning the entire fucking uh, the, the town or in the buildings. And on the other side of the wall the Beast Titan is basically burning the town by throwing yeah. rocks. So the ba- it's basically like forcing them to be pincer between two like uh, destructive forces. Literally a rock in a hard place. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> a rock in a fiery place. <laughs> so you're sitting there going, what the fuck are they going to do? And you get the moments of Erwin. Remember we're talking about him being a sociopath? Mm-hmm. He breaks down and tells Levi like, yo man, all I wanted to do is get in that was basement. see that fucking basement. My dad had a dream and I wanted to see if he was right. And now I'm and literally I'm so there. I taste it. Again, what is weird game with those parallels? Yeah. <laughs> but... His arc, no, way more satisfying. At least, I was going to say, uh, well, at least Daenerys, she actually got to touch the throne. He yeah. Didn't, he didn't get to see the basement. Well, we don't know what's going to happen, but when you get nah. to the end of the episode, he's like, nah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but like that, that moment of like, bro, man, I, I, this is all I want my entire life, but now that I'm here, I can't even have it. Like, it's, it's not fair. <laughs> I'm like, I feel bad for him. And then Levi is just like, because the whole plan is everyone's like, we can do this. Like, I have a plan, but... We're it's, all going to die. Yeah, it's like most of us are going to die. But we can give you the opening to maybe kill the Beast Titan. So at least we can win that way. And Because Levi's like, bro, take the, t- the the take Aaron, you get in a horse, and you guys escape. Because at least if you and Aaron survive, there's hope. But he's like, nah, we won't make it. The only way out is to beat them. So you know what? Here's my plan. We're going to be a distraction. You are going to kill the Beast Titan. How? He's in the middle of a big open field. How am I going to get to him? The moment where they, they show Levi going from Titan, Titan to, to Titan. Titan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
It's the complete opposite of Game of Thrones. When I was, I was, I was like, I was tingly. I was like, ah, oh, this is awesome. But at the same time, though, I was like, how is this plan? This plan doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? Because while he's going from Titan to Titan, he's literally killing each Titan that he's going to. So I'm like, you don't think the Beast Titan is going to notice that Titans are suddenly dropping like that? Well, I guess the idea is he's not looking to his left and right. He's looking straight ahead at the 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 very obvious charge forward. But you also still got you think peripheral, peripheral yeah, vision. Yeah, you still got peripheral vision. Yes, <laughs> neither here nor there. <laughs> the idea is he's only looking forward. So I'm gonna go with. <laughs> and I mean, as a, like a final like charge, it seems like your last ditch effort. So I could see him being like, "Well, this is their plan. They're gonna fucking have like one final push to to beat us. And it's, it's not gonna work. They're idiots." But like the the emotion of that final charge intercut with Erwin convincing the remaining Survey Corps, who, keep in mind, are like the reserve of the reserves. Yeah, they're recruits. Like, they're brand new. And they, even them, again, fuck Game of Thrones, because there's, there's drama in resource management. And when the, the, the recruits, you had that one guy who kind of has like a mental breakdown, he's like, the people who died before us were amazing. Like, they were, they were the best of the best, and now they're all dead. Is there, there's no chance for us now. And, like, you could see... This is what Game of Thrones And then not only that, he was like, I came into this knowing that I would give my life, but thinking I would give my life for a purpose. Like, if I die here today, what was the point? Yeah. It seems hopeless. But what Game of Thrones hasn't been doing, because he's been rushing through the plot, is that dude's breakdown is a great window into the insight of the people, like, the normal people in this world, the normal people in this army. Game of Thrones, they destroyed King's Landing. I we didn't see one King's to, Landing to person. To be fair to Game of Thrones, though, like, or Attack on Titan, like, this isn't the last season of Attack on Titan. They got more. Yeah, and they're doing it better. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, like. Like, you think this is season three, you think it's season three of Game of Thrones. Like, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comparing it for what it is right now, okay? Because in a, in a prior season of the Game of Thrones, we would have gotten some insight into the people of King's Landing and how they felt about John, how they felt about Daenerys, how they felt about the city being destroyed by the dragon. But we got none of that. So we got no context. they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> but that context is important for the story. Except that one guy that looks like a titan that was walking through the city. Oh yeah, he's all burnt and shit? Yeah. yeah. But, but you see what I'm saying? It's context. It's important. Because it, it gives weight to the decisions of the main characters when you know how their decisions affect the other people in this world, the common people. And this common guy having a breakdown felt very real. It was like, this is how other people in this army probably feel. And you could see when he was saying these things, that people in the army was like, shit, yeah, man. What are we going to do? And for Erwin to, and the way he described it, it, was like, it has to be an amazing con man to be able to convince these people to basically charge their death. And, but then he did it in a very motivational way. It's like, would you say, like, yes, death is meaningless. But would you say the rest of our comrades, death has been meaningless up to this point? No. And we're gonna fight until we to our last man for the promise of a tomorrow, and we're gonna do this together. Like it, I was motivated. Yeah, I was like, even when he was yeah. charging, even when he was charging, what was he saying? Soldiers, whatever. Oh yeah, soldiers charge, soldiers scream, soldiers all, and then boom, <laughs> no, a giant fucking like machine gun bowler. I was like, don't chest. discount Aaron. Don't dis don't don't discount Aaron uh, or Erwin yet, cause he got fucking his arm bitten off by yeah. Titan and thought you thought that was it. And he yeah. came right back. So but what what a powerful last moment. The 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 battle cry, the soldiers roar, and then you see the explosion of blood. And Erwin like, like I'm about to roar my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> 
detour, but, detour. But it gives you such an insight into the psychology of these characters and like how someone like Irwin can motivate an army that is without hope to have hope. And like as a, a viewer, I felt that. It felt earned. It felt good. After, look, after Game of Thrones, it felt so fucking good. <laughs> I'm like, this is a show. This is how it should be. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so that's how it ends, basically. Erwin is possibly dead, and Levi is going from Titan to Titan. Hopefully, the, the charge continues to distract the, the Beast Titan, so Levi gets the opening to attack the Beast Titan. But who knows? Like, even in the preview of the next episode, they show him getting, getting to the Beast Titan. Yeah, getting to the Beast Titan. Well, they don't show what happens yeah, next. They don't show what happens next. <laughs> and so then it seems Levi, hopeless. Levi might be dead. And then it seems hopeless on the other side of the wall because, like, how are they going to beat the Colossal Titan? Yeah, you can't even get close to it because it releases that steam. Yeah, the the fucking um, what you call it? The, Thunder Spear. The Thunder Spears do nothing. Air, uh, Aaron can't fight him directly. And then, like, the icing on the cake. Then the Armor Titan is back up and walking toward them. Yeah, I was like. Fuck! <laughs> How many different ways can you be fucked in one episode? And it's not like they have a whole army. It's like, well, there's still a lot of them. It's like, no, there aren't. No. It's like a handful. <laughs> but, it, it, God, it's, it's handled I, I, so much better. So I guess we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I, I can't even Perfect vision, give a no. prediction of how. No, I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe Levi kills the Beast Titan. Maybe they but even, still, even if you kill the Beast, you still got Bertold and Reiner to deal with. Yeah, both of them now. How are you going to beat them? Both. I don't know. No, I don't know. Like, Aaron could take out uh, Bertolt, but Reiner is... You mean Reiner? The armor titan. Yeah, you could take out Reiner, but not Bertolt. Whoever. Whatever the fuck their names are. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, perfect vision. Fucking up and down. (sighs) All right, let's get into news of the week. But before we do, real quick, I do want to just touch on the finales of Arrow and Flash. I'm going to... (laughs) <laughs> Yo, Mike just rolled his eyes. <laughs> Ready for this nightmare to end? We're not gonna let metahumans die. This is all my mistake, and I'm not gonna make another one. You took my family away from me. Now watch me take yours. No! I, I just, I, real quick, I don't even want to get uh, deep into it. Cause me, real quick. <laughs> have you been watching uh, <clears throat> Demon Slayer and Shield Hero? No, Trash. I haven't caught up. Are they good? They're good. I assume they are. I just haven't caught up yet. I was too busy watching the Arrow and Flash finales, which admittedly- and Demon Slayer, I just started watching it. I was like, I actually like this. I only watched the first two episodes. It was okay. I mean, I haven't gotten back into it though. I like it. Okay. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I don't like demons. I don't not like <laughs> demons. <laughs> there's, there's magic in it. I don't not like magic. You don't like magic. All right, whatever. But yeah, so for, for Arrow and Flash, look, 90% of those episodes were still bullshit. Because you know why? They were wrapping up their bullshit seasons. And both of them, Arrow and Flash, objectively had their worst seasons of their of their respective shows. Both of them. Like, mm. it, what, you, you don't think Flash and Arrow? You don't think Flash Man, I didn't worse? finish the Flash, but I'm like... I don't think season five has been great. I didn't see the wrap up, but I'm like, I don't think season five is worse than season four. Really? You, th- you don't think Cicada twins aren't worse than the thinker? I think the thinker was more interesting than this shit. At least it was like a fucking like, Oh yeah. The villain was more interesting, but what they did and the execution of it was terrible. Maybe <laughs> I think it's debatable, but who cares? They're both shit. <laughs> Can we agree on that? <laughs> They're both terrible. But for The Flash, the way it ended, do you care about spoilers? But tell you? No. Okay, so with The Flash, they pulled the end game, or more like an Infinity War. 
ultimately, everything was the reverse Flash's plan. If they had done this in the midway point of the season, I actually would have probably been more excited for the rest of the season. Because ultimately, Cicada is not a factor anymore. They beat Cicada. Um, they destroy the the dagger. And that destroying... Wow. Just how they have some bullshit gun that vaporizes it. Who cares? They could have did that before. Yeah, they could have. <laughs> they could have done it an episode before the last episode, and they stopped because, long story short, Elongated Man found out Reverse Flash's plan, but they still ended up doing it anyway. So what was the point? Waste of time. But they destroyed the dagger. The dagger was the only thing that was keeping Reverse Flash in his prison, so he's freed. Then all of Team Flash goes to the future to confront Reverse Flash. And he gets a pretty dope sequence where he kills all his guards, but then Nora comes in and reverses time, so he doesn't kill the guards. But then they have, like, a standoff. And it gave me feelings, it gave me the vibe of Season 1 at the end where it was uh, Firestorm, Arrow, and Flash versus Reverse Flash. And they had an awesome fucking team-up moment where they fought the Reverse Flash and whooped his ass. Vibe was blasting out fucking dimensional holes, and they were comboing the fuck out of him like Tekken. It was awesome. And then... But they can't afford two speedsters. Nope, can't afford it. It's kid, impossible. Kid, kid Flash. They have two speedsters in this fight. <laughs> they, and they both fight. They got, a father no, son. they got three speedsters. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They do. They do a, father's, a father-daughter uh, uh, flash punch to, to knock him out, basically. And not knock him out, but they beat him that way. Um, but then here's the twist because they destroyed the dagger and because that entire, all of this was all of reverse flash's plan by having Nora go back and stop, uh, or help flash beat Cicada. It changed the timeline. So by destroying the dagger, it completely changes to the point where now Nora doesn't exist anymore. So right in that moment when they beat reverse flash, how does that work? Don't think too much about it. Destroying a dagger, get rid of sex and pregnancy. I guess because in her original time, I, I don't know why she didn't disappear sooner. Then, like, why didn't she disappear the moment they made a new cicada? Because the whole remember how like the original thing was well, the dagger still existed, right? Then the cicada have two daggers. Well, no, there's only one dagger. The future cicada had those two daggers, but that's not the dagger that was the original timeline dagger. the The, the whole point for Verse Five seeing Nora back was by creating a cicada that they could find. Remember how the whole thing was they could never find Cicada? Mm-hmm. By changing the timeline and making Cicada they could identify and then beating him, that apparently changed the timeline enough in that moment to make Nora disappear. So uh, she starts fading away like Infinity War, like, oh, I don't want to go. But then she's, he's like, uh, if you run into the negative speed force, she can be saved. TikTok flash, see you next crisis. And then of course she takes, he takes Nora into the, the speed force, the, the, the negative speed force to try and save her. But the last second she's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to lose myself to the negative speed force by doing this. And they have a whole thing where it's like, Nora's like, um, uh, they had a conversation early in the episode about consequences for her actions. So in that moment, she's like, you know what? I'm going to accept this because these are the consequences for me going back and doing the time travel in the first place. Even listening to Thawne is what created this entire issue. So I'm going to let myself disappear. So she ends up disappearing and Thawne ends up escaping. So right there, I'm like, okay, all right. That's kind of cool. Thawne won and, and Nora died. And even though I don't give a fuck about this season, I did like Nora. So her disappearing actually left some kind of impact on me. And then the, the, the wrap up of Nora and uh, no, Nora, um, Barry and Iris dealing with that and then getting like a message from Nora. Of course, she left like a, hey, if I die, here's a message. 3,000. Yeah, basically. She left like a little message. Um, And that, that, those consequences endeared me to the ending. 
Although if you think about it too much, you're like, but if you don't exist anymore, how, how you leave the message? Yeah, how you leave the message? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about look, and that's the only part I liked at the ending. But they ended the episode with that, because even dispersed in there, there's shit with Cisco and how he leaves. He's like, you know what? I don't want his logic makes no sense. I don't want my powers to define me. I'm pretty cool without them. Even though he single handedly is the one that helps him beat Reverse Flash. Um, Barry's main antagonist so is now loose. He took the cure. He took the cure. Ugh. Exactly, but it's like it doesn't make you. What kind of terrible friends are you? His daughter just died. His main villain is now on the loose. And he's like, you think Barry needs help in the future? Nah, I'm, he's good. Cured. <laughs> I'm like, what? Terrible friendship. And he just pieces out. Like that's the end of Cisco's character. He just leaves. His last moments. I mean, are talking. I did say that he wanted to leave the show. So, but it, it within the context of the show itself, it's stupid. And then he gives uh, Killer Frost a new suit or something, and he leaves. That's the end of his character. It's just, those things were dumb, but the conclusion to the Nora Allen plotline and the reverse Flash stuff was solid. And, and Tom Cavanaugh as, a vil- as an actor just kills it as a villain every fucking time. So, I loved it. So, again, the rest of it is bullshit. Even some things in the finale, uh, the final moments were bullshit, but they ended strong. And then at the, ver- the last um, uh, stinger is they show the time room and the, the image of the newspaper with the Flash Disappears in Crisis date starts changing, and it changes to 2019. So it's like, we're setting up for Crisis. I was like, oh, okay, all right. I'm actually excited for next season now. Surprisingly. And then same thing for Arrow. Again, 90% of that finale, fucking terrible. But at the very end, they do a thing where after they... Who was even the big bad? Oh, um, Emiko Queen. It ended up being... Uh, his sister was the villain. It was dumb. But then not even because she ends up teaming up with him at the end, but then dying fighting some other evil people. It doesn't matter. It's fucking stupid. Again, I don't give a fuck about any of that. But then at the very end, they do like a like an epilogue where uh, because of the events of the season, Felicity has to go into hiding. So that's why in the future timeline, no one knew that she had a kid because she has like a safe house. And they kind of like flash forward montage through her giving birth them living together for a little while in that uh that cabin or whatever um and then the monitor shows up remember the monitor from the crisis yeah uh and he tells oliver like yeah so that deal that we had now it's time to pay up you got to come with me and we're gonna prepare for crisis together so i don't know what next season is gonna be about but it seems like it's gonna be oliver left oliver left i thought i saw on the thing it looked like felicity was leaving well, Felicity's not going to be in the show anymore, but it's because her storyline ends here. Because in the future timeline, all you know is that Felicity raised Mia by herself, the daughter. The, the daughter. Um, and then they flash forward. Again, and then, again, they only use the future timeline stuff effectively every once in a while. And this is another example of them using it effectively. So once the monitor comes, they have this really touching like uh, breakdown between Felicity and Oliver. Where she's like, I, I, there's always gonna be somebody in danger. There's always gonna be some new threat. Like, why does it have to be you? Why does it always have to be you? And he's like, just take care of our kids. Like, I'm doing this for us. Blah blah blah. But it's very, it's really emotional. And then like, Felicity has a breakdown like in the present day, where Oliver and Oliver just walks away, and they flash forward to Felicity looking at Oliver's grave. It's like a tombstone. And then Mia and and William are like, ah, oh, I wish. Like, he was still around, blah, 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 clearly indicating that he had died. And she's like, yeah, but now that you guys are safe, I, my promise to him is fulfilled. 
even that doesn't really make sense because it was like the the future timeline stuff started with Felicity not even knowing that Mia was around. Like you know, it seemed like Felicity was dead, and she was like just gone. So I'm like, how are you protecting William and, and Mia up until this point when you weren't even around? But sure, whatever, <laughs> your promise is fulfilled. Um, but then it shows her meeting up with the monitor again, and this is not in the future. And she's like, uh, uh, take me to him. And he's like, if you do this, there's no going back. And she's like, I've waited a long time for this. And they walk off into the portal together. You could interpret that, because I've had some people tell me, like, oh, she's not, he's, he's, uh, she's not dead. He's not dead. They just went somewhere else. But I'm like, to me, that read as the afterlife. Like, she wanted to go to see him in the afterlife, or maybe he imprisons himself in time or something. But wherever he, they're going, there's no coming back. So effectively, they're dead. So I, I, I thought that was emotional. That was a good wrap up for Felicity's character where that's the excuse why she's not in the next season because you, you can't see her anymore. She's with, she's in hiding in the cabin and in the future timeline, she's effectively dead. Mm-hmm. But again, the fight, and that's how the episode ended. It ended on that moment. So I was like, wow, I'm actually excited for the next seasons of these shows. And I'm satisfied by the endings, despite a fucking terrible season for both these shows. So, after seeing these these finales, I was more excited for Game of Thrones. <laughs> I was like, yo, if Arrow and Flash get in pretty satisfying despite a shitty season, there's, there's hope for Game of Thrones yeah, We'll yet. see, because the, the Flash has a new showrunner for the next season, so... I mean, look, I, I'm going to say straight up, both these seasons have been poor vision. But their finales, not the entire finales, mind you, but the final moments of their finales are both perfect vision. So at least it entices me to want to watch the end. And if next season's Crisis, like Arrow's going to end before the end of 2019, Flash is, the, the end point of Flash has we been building up fl- to it. But we know the Flash isn't ending. Barry might disappear for the rest of the season, but the Flash is, is still going to go on. Oh, I want to see how they, I, I hope they end it next season. Because it, it feels like that's the end point. That's the thing we've been building toward the entire Crisis Flash show. takes place, is going to take place in like December, but you still got... January, February, March, April, May. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, I, I hope that that's the final season. I don't think it's going to be. But thematically, it should be. Because the, the Flash Disappearing in Crisis event has been teased since season one, like episode one of Flash. So if you go past that point, I feel like you're going to do the same thing Arrow did, where once they passed the flashbacks, the show really should have ended. But they kept going. And it got worse and worse for that. And Flash is already bad. So if they go past their end point... And just keep stretching out bullshit. I'm done, but I'm gonna give them at least until crisis. Like that's my my. Because that's decision. what I'm saying. Even if he dis like he disappears in a crisis, the show's still going on. So it's like it's not really over. No, because the cri- like I said, the crisis is gonna be in December. But I can, I can put down my sword. <laughs> like as someone who who is like a slave to these shows, just because like I had that like. You know, the, the beginning I love for both these shows. Like, they got me into the superhero TV show genre. But once they pass what I think the, fin- the finality of this show should be, which is the crisis, I can, I can be done. I can finally walk away. I'm, I'm only hanging in there for the crisis. And then after that, come what may. But that's, that's, that's my two cents on the finales of Arrow and Flash. Okay. All right, so moving on. <laughs> Fuck you, Game of Thrones. No excuse. <laughs> 
Let's talk about news of the week with Michael. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. I don't want hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Maleficent had a trailer you for the second movie called Maleficent Mistress of Evil and I'm like why is it called that because they already established in the first one she's not really evil Ah. well let's go with it Mistress of Evil I remember the story of an evil witch when I look out my window and the princess she cursed to sleep forever many sighs the story became legend. But this is no fairy tale. There are many who prey on the innocent. I'm sure your kind would agree. If I didn't know better, I'd say you were making a threat. Well, do you? Do I what? No better. What did you think about the trailer? Uh, talk about finality. I thought... You didn't really need a movie after the first one. I mean, how many movies are we going to get before she's pure evil? Is she evil in this one for real? Mistress of Evil. <laughs> I know it's called I, that. I, I, I doubt it. Because <laughs> it's also it's Disney. I feel like, oh, we don't want to make a movie about an evil girl. Wait, I just got a message from Juan saying don't forget emails. I totally forgot emails. Oh. So real well, quick. Let's, let's go back after we talk about Mistress of Evil. <laughs> That's all I got to say for Mistress of Evil. <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? I don't know. I, I mean... The trailer looked interesting to me. And I liked the first Maleficent movie. Mm, that was all right. Oh, I don't like magic. I don't not that's, like magic. That's, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> I liked the first Maleficent movie. I didn't, I, I, I'm not going to say I loved it. It was the greatest thing ever. But I liked the first movie. I didn't necessarily like how they keep, like, Maleficent is, like, one of the biggest evil Disney villains. And then the fact that they just made, well, she's not really evil. She's just, like, if they if they would have did it in a way where it's, like, you saw how, like a Joker, basically, like you saw how she got to where she became, yeah. you know, the most evil of all the Disney queens or whatever. That would have been one thing, but it's like, but taking what we got, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed that first movie, and so the trailer for this one, I'm like, it looks interesting. Yeah, it was okay. I'm not, I'm not super sold on it, because I hate magic or something. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, you do. Uh, okay, so let's read some Game of Thrones emails. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to well um, Our first email comes from Diamante Sharp Speechless about Game of Thrones, not in a good way Hmm Oh my god, this is long Let's, let's rush through it Hey there, Jordan and Michael, long time listener of the podcast First time emailer I wanted my first email to you guys to be an appreciation one, seeing as how I've listened to you guys since your Batman and Harley review. Wow, throwback. That movie sucked. (laughs) And love the podcast ever since. But fuck all of that. I need to rant and have these words, these emotions, these thoughts spoken to thousands of people in a passionate voice. Boy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So many plot holes thrown away. So many theories dead in the water. What the fuck? All this questioning to who gets the throne. What the fuck? (laughs) What fucking throne? (laughs) Subverting expectations my ass. Bran? Fucking Bran? Don't get me wrong. I kind of get it. Especially considering he is also a person who doesn't want the throne. I get that. I don't get it. (laughs) Me either. But John is literally the one true king. And it became a non-factor by the time we got to the finale. 
Uh, I do kind of agree with Michael that John isn't the best leader, but shit, he's better than most of the fuckheads in Westeros. <laughs> and after all this, eight seasons, 73 episodes, God knows how many hours, this is what the live-action version of A Song of uh, Ice and Fire boils down to. Arya going on an adventure that we'll never see but care about, probably more than this season. Sansa just became the Snow Queen, and John goes off and lives with, a free, uh, lives with the free folk in exile for the rest of his life. At least he, get, <laughs> at least he pet ghosts, right? Fuck that. I don't care. This episode has me in all types of emotions. I can't even pick one to settle on. Maybe listening to you two will help me decide. No, I'm pretty much with you. Fuck this season. <laughs> Agreed. Poor vision. Anyways, I hope the email wasn't too long. I hope Jordan or Michael aren't too busy so they can actually get to emails this podcast. And I hope you guys had and have a great week. Thanks, man. And if I remember... Uh, and if I remember, I promise to send that appreciation email soon and hopefully lots more in the future. Thanks, bro. Jordan, stay awesome. Michael, stay fabulous. Everyone who listens to the podcast, y'all all right. I'm kidding. And always stay blurdy. This is from Negro.Sayin on Instagram. Thank you, Diamante. Thank you. you have given a voice to our emotions. <laughs> I know that name. I was just like, that, that Negro saying. <laughs> uh, next one goes from Jep Gillis. Now our watch has ended. Rush, rush, merp. I think everyone is in agreement the show has been declining in quality due to the rush to finish. Head-ass showrunners. I didn't really enjoy the direction of the show or how it ended. Some characters deserve so much better. Danny needed last words. What the fuck? Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Uh, all the Lannister children needed better. Cersei's one of the best villains ever and she dies from gravity. <laughs> And Tyrion is too smart for these bros to write, so rest in peace. However, I, I mean, I even said that before. I was like, Cersei's getting paid for, like a half a million dollars. Lena Headley is getting paid a half a million dollars per episode just to stare out the window the whole time. Yep, drinking wine. However, Peter Dinklage acting carried the finale, in my opinion. Yeah, because he had to fucking be the, the mouthpiece for all the exposition for the audience. Uh, also, what the fuck was Arya's story? She had nothing to do with the Night King but kills him. Then Cersei, the main bitch on her list, gets killed, not by Arya, but Gravity? Then Arya just fucks off Westeros? But why, though? Oh, fucks off West. But why, though? She basically became faceless for nothing. Rest in peace. <laughs> That's what you said. Yep. Uh, all that said, I'm here to defend Jon's story. It's poetic and feels thronesy, if that's the word. He started at the wall and ends at the wall. And like Ned, he put duty over love to protect his family. Danny would have torched Sansa, let's be real. Also, this is the second time the rightful Targaryen king named Aegon lived out his remaining days at the wall. But most importantly, he gave Ghost a pat. <laughs> HXX isn't produced by what? Oh, Hunter X Hunter isn't produced by Weiss and Benioff. All right, I'm going to watch Hunter X Hunter. God. Uh, one love, KUA fan club. Thank you, Jip Gillis. I'm noticing a trend here, Michael. It seems like people aren't happy with this finale. No. Hmm. I'd be curious to see if we get one person defending it. Chris. <laughs> yeah, where's your email, Chris? Cinema hook. He, he's been a defender of that shit since, like, the nights, the nights, uh, the Long Night episode. Like, every time there's, like, a terrible writing decision, he's like, no, but I kind of get it. <laughs> no, he's the only one. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell, man? But, he, like I said to him, his opinion is relevant because he liked the ending of Glass. Even, even last week's episode was, like, the lowest rated episodes of, uh, episode of Game of Thrones history. Yeah. He's like, no, I kind of get she became mad. I understand why. I'm like, no, fuck out of here. <laughs> Again, you liked when uh, David Dunham everything, and Glass got drowned. Everything's subjective. <laughs> No. <laughs> He's objectively wrong. Uh, so here's our email from Juan Rojas. Why? 
fuck Game of Thrones. This season was so rushed, I regret giving them my time. I spent close to six months trying to catch up, and when I finally caught a nice rhythm on how to catch up, they hit me with this shit, shaking my head. I am destroyed, distraught, upset, depressed. I've lost all hope for anything. Damn, Sean. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. My problems with the way this series ended was how Jon Snow, the basic underdog of this show, who has overcome struggle after struggle and who became the true king in the North, became a told bitch, she's my queen. Oh, became a total bitch? She's my queen. Fuck out of here, birth boy. What? <laughs> birth boy? Yeah. At least we got a scene with him and ghosts. Then Tyrion's, uh, Tyrion's big speech at the I end. I love that everybody's talking about the ghosts. <laughs> Because, like, that's the only good part. <laughs> Petting Ghost was the only, like, well, at least there's that. <laughs> at least you got that right. Yeah. And I'm not completely convinced they didn't insert that fucking scene. I bet you they did some, like, digital trickery to take an old scene of him Petting Ghost Probably. and putting it in this episode. <laughs> um, uh, then Tyrion's big speech at the end, I was 100% confident that he was going to say Jon Snow would be a good king. After all, he's been saying that for like three seasons. And then out of fucking nowhere, he's like, Bran the Broken, the 12-eyed hawk. Fuck Bran. I also I, I almost drop-kicked my fucking TV when he said that. Fuck Game of Thrones. The only parts I liked was when Jon killed Daenerys. I, I, I was trying to think. I guess it is true because a lot of people was like, oh, yeah, it's not going to end the way you think. It's going to be surprising or whatever. But you can be surprising and satisfying. This was not satisfying it was like a surprise for the sake of a surprise i guess but who would you <laughs> who would be king yeah who would you have wanted like look i'm okay with brand being king if they did enough to establish why he'd be a good king and it didn't feel like they just threw that into a fucking like a, a you put names in the hat and was like i think brand should be king right everybody is everybody good with that yeah i'm good with that why not yay 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 do you, who's brand ah whatever yay <laughs> like what yeah i don't know i, I now or I not yet. Now I, I'm like now I'm like at the point where granted I haven't read any of them aside from the first book, but now I'm like way more curious for George R R Martin because I'm like I don't want to start because I'm like I want to read the books now, but I'm like I don't want to start and he hasn't finished the books, so I'm like hopefully he does come out and finish this fucking series because I'm like I want to know what his end game was because I'm assuming based on them leaving him leaving notes and stuff like that, he probably said, Bran is who I ultimately want yeah. to be on the throne. I'm sure the but main, I want to see how he gets there. Yeah. I'm sure the main bullet points are exactly the same, but it's just the the development and the execution of how to get there is probably a thousand times better. And there's so many more characters in the books that aren't in the show too. So it's probably so, so many more elements. Da somebody told me Daenerys is way more crazy in the books. Like she's talking to herself and she hears voices and stuff like that. It's like you don't get it. I have not heard that. Somebody told me that, so um, I don't know. I've seen the opposite. I've seen people saying that, like, in the books, she's where they're at now in the book, she still comes off super, like, uh, for the people. And, like, there's times where that aren't even in the show where she went out of her way to help innocent people. And, like, well, he doesn't say she's murdering people, but it's, he says she's, like, talking to herself and she hears voices, voices and stuff like that. No, maybe. I don't know. But I just, like I said, I like even Euron. Like, Euron is built up in the books to be, like, a true threat. Like, not like this fuckboy pirate that he is in the show. Like, he's got, like, he's a badass with, like, Valerian steel armor that he got from going to, to Valeria, you know, to destroy uh, Targaryen world or whatever. Yeah. Like, basically the elven world in Lord of the Rings. Uh -huh. He went there, like, pillaged it, got, like, armor and trinkets and things from there. He got a horn that can control dragons. Like, it's all these things that's like, oh, shit, like, he's a threat. 
he might be the true antagonist of Game of Thrones. Even the Snan Snakes, they they were they had more of a role. Yeah. In the books. I, I just listened to an audiobook about the, the Stan Snakes. I was curious. I was just bored one day. And like the way they described the Stan Snakes seems so much more badass than what we got in the show. Like they they never b- bent the knee willing or uh by force to the Targaryens. They literally were the only unconquered uh kingdom. They were able to where, where Aegon destroyed everybody else like instantly or everybody else just gave up, they were the only civilization that was able to thwart him to the point where they eventually joined the kingdoms, but because they wanted to. They, they, they married one of their daughters to one of his whatevers. Or like, how cool would it have been because I like the actress so much like to see Lady Stoneheart. Do you know about Lady Stoneheart? Yeah, where she got revived, kind of yeah. like how Jon Snow Yeah, did. Catelyn Stark. Yeah, and she's like killing people for vengeance. She's basically Arya. Just killing the people that 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 wrong the Starks, more or less. Like Beric Dondarrion was instead of that character, it was Lady Stoneheart. Mm. Uh, let me finish this email from Juan. He says, "I almost dropped kicked my fucking TV when he said that. Fuck Game of Thrones. The only parts I liked was when John killed Daenerys and when John finally had a moment with ghosts. Plot wise, the season was ass. Anyways, I hope you guys are a great. Peace. Wow, nobody is happy with this fucking finale." That's, that's such a, like a fucking crazy twist. What a Game of Thrones like twist. <laughs> that, it's not gonna go the way you think. We all loved it. Now yeah. everyone hates it. <laughs> uh, let me see. We have any more Game of Thrones related emails? Um, uh, no. I don't think so. <laughs> this one's from Mark Avidstar. Hello, I've been. Watching the podcast for a while now, and I love it being Monday or now Tuesday. It what? always highlights. Yeah. Yeah, camera in here? <laughs> it's watching us right now. Uh, it always highlights, and I sometimes. What? It's always a highlight, and I sometimes reload SoundCloud for a little bit, waiting for the next one. Keep up the amazing work. Also, I was kind of curious if either of you have seen interviews where what seems like the whole cast of Game of Thrones hated this season. Yes, we have. We, we actually talked about it earlier. Um. I've got some more emails here, but they're about Cobra Kai and stuff. Should I read them, or do you want to just move on? I mean, since we hadn't read, read emails in, like, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot. All right, so these are, I think that's the end of the uh, Game of Thrones emails. So here's some about Cobra Kai, which is great. So go watch Get Cobra Kai if you haven't seen it yet, because it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, this one's from Gaius. Oh, God. Oh, my God, Gaius. Oh, my God, Gaius. Look at this. Bro. Skip. <laughs> Bro. Uh, I'm just going to read the beginning. We've been sleeping on Cobra Kai Season 2. Now let's get to what Jordan somehow kept the lid on for the past couple of episodes of the pod. Thank you for constantly reminding us all that Cobra Kai's second season dropped, and I hope Michael finally continued watching too. Oh, so he this is before we I reviewed it. Sad. We talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he basically is advocating for Cobra Kai. So again, if you guys haven't seen it, definitely go watch that on YouTube Red because it is phenomenal. Um... All right, guys, you, you were a lot here, bro, so I'm just going to read the end. I'll cap things off with Crease. I don't trust him. I do find that find that him finally cutting his BS about the military and humbling himself to Johnny and being honest about his living condition and endearing. But I feel like he plans to lead a certain birds in the flocks really astray. Get it? Because of Hawk? Uh, well, they're cobras, but you know what I mean. <laughs> that was funny. Godspeed and stay nerdy, my blurdies. Thank you, guys. I'm going to read this. Don't worry. Guys, just so you know, bro, I do read your emails. Um... Just not on air because they're, if they're too long, I just I can't. They're too unwieldy. <laughs> but I do always read the emails. 
Um, and our last email comes from Derek Williams. It's also about Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is badass. Hey, Jordan and Michael. Derek here sending you guys an email because fuck iTunes. This is still my favorite podcast in the world, and I highly recommend it to anybody looking for great pop culture content. But Jordan, bruh, I want to personally thank you for talking about Cobra Kai so much because I would have totally missed it, but on one of the best shows I've seen in a minute. It's such a great continuation of the original Karate Kid movies, and the whole parallel of Johnny and Daniel's lives is clearly shown like... At times, it's hard for me to tell who to root for, and in that aspect, it's what makes the show so great to me. And that season two finale, I hope you guys get to talk about it today on the show, because that shit left me speechless. But anyways, I'm out for now. Love you guys, and stay nerdy, my blurdy, and go beyond plus ultra. Thank you, Derek, and I hope you enjoyed our Cobra Kai review, because yeah, we both did love it as well. Yep. And on that note, let's get back in the news of the week with Michael. (laughs) Uh, Jordan. What? Hush. Because we have to talk about Batman Hush, <gasps> the trailer. Uh, what a segue. <laughs> None of this is my fault. He made me control Superman. What's his name? He calls himself Hush. The events of the past months reach as high as Superman and as low as the Joker. All were set into motion by Hush. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too much to ask for one quiet weekend? It's like they're all crawling out from under the carpets now. (laughs) Hush knows. He's been one step ahead of me the whole time. Tick-tock, trail's going cold. This just gets better and better. I was like, no, no Skittles, which we were reporting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Batman Hush? <laughs> no, I'm a chew while you're eating. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you know what the fuck, <laughs> while you're talking, shut the fuck up. I don't know words. I don't know these words. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Hush, you talk. <laughs> uh, have you read uh, Hush, the comic? I have it. Does that mean you read it? I have it. <laughs> that means no. <laughs> that means it's, it's a part it's, of your collection. It's, it's in my room. Okay. So we, didn't, we didn't read it. I have it. Okay. <laughs> well, Hush is like a classic Batman story. It's like one of the top tier. I think did Jim Lee write it or just draw it? I don't remember. But whatever. It's 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 a classic Batman story. Like when people think about the upper echelon of Batman stories, Hush is usually in that list. Yes, Hush, and I think the Long Halloween, and mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of odd to me that it took this long to get an animated version of it. But I'm glad it's here. Yeah, I don't want to spoil any details for people that don't know anything about it. I know the villain, Hush. Like, who he actually is? Yeah. That's, like, a big thing in the comics. Like, who is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like a best friend that he grew up well, What you know? the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I just said. I didn't want to... But honestly, looking back on like, it... is it a spoiler? <laughs> well, in the context of the story, he's the only... It's like a Scooby-Doo... It's like a Scooby-Doo mystery where it's like, who is Hush? But meanwhile, the entire comic, you get these flashbacks of Bruce Wayne's childhood with his best friend. And I'm like, okay, and in any Scooby-Doo mystery, when you introduce a new character and you're trying to figure out who done it, 
put two and two together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, old man Jenkins. If you're, if you're introducing a new character, more than likely. <laughs> yeah. Old man Jenkins. No way. Who could have seen that coming? No one. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it's like a, it's like a, a new character called Hush basically is manipulating all of Batman's rogues gallery uh, to do shit. I don't remember the logistics of exactly what they're doing, but it is a thing where he's pulling the strings on other villains in Gotham, and Batman has to figure out how and why and who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. Another DC animated movie is probably going to be better than... Ish. Wait, you're what? You're excited-ish? Ish. Because the DC animated movies haven't been that good lately, aside from like the best one that we've Superman. seen. Superman. The best one that we've seen lately... Not even just Death of Superman. I was thinking more so Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. That was a minute ago. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the Reign of Superman wasn't bad. It, it wasn't Reign great. Of Superman, but no, I'm the last couple of DC movies, like usually they're always like perfect vision or high more than passable. But these last ones just been like, it was good. Look, as long as it's not Batman and Harley quality, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we get to the fucking Batman fart jokes, I'm done. <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to be that. But. No. Because not Bruce Tim writing it. Not Bruce. Is it Bruce Tim? Bruce Tim, yeah. Yeah, it's not Bruce Tim writing it. Right? Well, maybe it'll be. No. I don't even not, know. Maybe before I say that. I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think so. Let me look that up. But yeah, you can get Because usually if it is, you have that certain animation quality. The Bruce Tim animation. Yeah. But I don't think it is, but we'll see. But uh, Hush caused Batman to always Hush caused Batman to look him look at himself in the mirror to examine his life. Well, there's another series with a mirror in it, and it caused you to examine how we interact with technology. Oh, this is actually pretty cool. Before you get into that, just the the writers are actually a guy named Ernie Outbacker, but also Jim Lee and Jeff Lowe who is did he the comic. Australian from the Outback. Outbacker. Oh wait, never mind. Those aren't writing. I think those are writing credits for the comic. Jim Lee and Jeff Loeb. But I guess Ernie Atbacker wrote the screenplay. Doesn't really say. But yeah. So not Bruce Tim. Thank God. Black Mirror, season five. There's a whole load of police here. You think they're worried you're gonna hurt yourself? Or someone else. Family life. It's boring. Lonely feelings. So here she is again. What is it? Is it me? Lonely feelings. I don't have many friends. Rachel, you look incredible. You've got 20,000 fans out there. Knock them dead trailer apparently it's only three episodes which i think that sucks but you know whatever i'm I, sure we'll be rushed I mean, I guess, <laughs> who, am I, who am i to complain because i didn't still didn't finish the original black mirror so. you still haven't caught up no you <laughs> piece of shit how dare you it's too many shit it's too much shit to watch i have time there's so many like copycats now of black mirror they brought back twilight zone weird city was kind yeah, of weird like city, a, which i didn't finish yeah it's not that because then they were also like you got to pay to see the rest. And I'm like, I'm not paying to see the rest. <laughs> I don't want to see the rest then. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And then the other episodes weren't on my other way of watching. I mean, they got Anthony Mackie in this. 
So right off the bat, I'm like, oh, interesting. Anthony Mackie and uh, the guy that plays uh, Black Manta. Okay, that's cool. Which I also didn't realize he was uh, Zendaya's brother in Greatest Showman. I didn't know that was him. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. He had, like, no lines. That's why. No, he didn't have any. He, he just had stares. <laughs> he was standing uh, there. Zac Efron. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. I mean, I love Black Mirror. Like, I've, every season of Black Mirror has been great. But I'm not going to lie. After being disappointed by Game of Thrones, I'm kind of wary. Like, I'm like, how are you going to yeah, hurt three me, Black ep- Three episodes. Well, great. It's a little different because they're not, they don't connect. Yeah, it's always standalone stories. Yeah. But still, I actually don't like the longer Black Mirror episodes. Just historically, like the... There was one in the last season about like robotic bees, and that was like an hour and a half, and it was probably the weakest episode of the entire well, season. Well, I'm not even talking about the length of the episode. I'm just talking about the fact that there's only three. Oh, yeah, that too. But I'm just saying like that's a reason why I'm a little concerned, because it's not like longer Black Mirror episodes are even better. Like Sometimes they're not as good. It just depends on the premise. But either, you know, I love Snatch, so hopefully that quality continues through the show I or this new too. season. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, quality continuing on through the rest of the franchise, now, granted, I'm not really the one to speak to this because I only saw the first one, but based on this latest trailer, it makes me want to retroactively go back and look at the, look at the other movies, but uh, Angel Has Fallen. There's been an assassination attempt on the president. Mike Bannon. You're being charged with the attempted murder of the President of the United States. The President's top guardian angel has fallen. Can't you see that I'm being set up? You have a collect call from Mike. Body's cold, time is frozen. We've been getting death threats. There's somebody else behind us, it wasn't me. The President's not safe. They're gonna try and finish the job. And I'm not gonna stop until I prove who did this. I love you. How did you find me? I want security for the president. How do you think, Dad? I need your help. Is a trailer that just came out, and it's a continuation of the original movie, The Olympus Has Fallen series. With Gerard Butler being the top Secret Service guy, Lean saving the world from save from terrorists, and so, but this time, he is being framed as the person that tried to assassinate the president. And so, the top angel of the president, he's now fallen. Hence the title, "Angel Has Fallen." And based on the trailer, like I said, I hadn't seen the second one. I did see the first one, and I really, I did enjoy the first one, but. This one looks pretty. This one looks pretty good. Like I said, it makes me want to go back. It comes out August twenty third, so it comes out in August. That makes me go, is it good? <laughs> or I mean, the studio just might not have faith in it, but it could turn out to be good. But like I said, it makes me want to retroactively go back and look at the other one. So I'm excited, I guess. <laughs> well, I have no opinion on this because I didn't see any of these movies. But just the you premise. Still of- have an opinion on the trailer? Yeah, the premise alone I, and the trailer I actually enjoyed. I mean. I've never seen drones do that kind of thing in anything. It, it was like almost the drones were like, like Batman level. <laughs> yeah, like bat bombs. Like they, they were moving like fucking locusts and shit. I'm like, can drones do that shit? Jesus. And I mean, you know, the premise is Leonidas uh, is being framed or whatever, and he's got to protect old Obama, which is Morgan Freeman. Racist. <laughs> he's old Obama. I, I I dig it. I mean, I'm it, 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 it I'm like, even when Morgan Freeman was young, he still looked old. He, <laughs> oh, he hasn't aged. He's always been this old. 
But um, I don't know. I think it looks like kind of like a modern day Jason Bourne. It looks kind of cool. I got no hate for this trailer. I think it looks interesting. All right. Let's hopefully, hopefully it is interesting. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> but uh, speaking of something that is interesting, well, we said it was going to happen. We said it was only a matter of time. We're hoping it would creep to that. But yeah, now Avengers Endgame has officially passed Avatar for the domestic. Wait, we're doing trailers? Yeah, we're done with trailers. You son of a bitch. What? How, how are we not going to talk about... What trailer did I skip? Batwoman. So, Avengers Endgame... Nah, Endgame. son. <laughs> nah, son. We got to talk about Batwoman. <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 wait. We're not going to talk about... I the... forgot about that. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> because it was garbage. Let's talk about Batwoman. How did you feel about the Batwoman trailer? I need you to fix his suit. The suit is literal perfection. It will be. When it fits a woman. You're a female Bruce Wayne. Awesome. Hilarious. Handsome. let a man take credit for a woman's work now now you're in the hot seat <laughs> so avengers endgame no, no. <laughs> talk about cw being hopeful for the next seasons not not batwoman literally everything we talked about last week that all my concerns were exemplified in that trailer yeah i, I was like all right <laughs> Like I can't, I can't defend it. Can't defend it. I was, no. I, oh wow! I was expecting you trying to defend it. <laughs> nope. I was like, this, is, this is trash. <laughs> but like, this and is granted. I, 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 but I kind of said, pat myself on the back. But I, <laughs> I, I kind of said that they were gonna do what ex- exactly what they did, more or less. So I was like, what the seat like? They kind of they gotta like tear down Superman to make Supergirl but more they didn't relevant. Do that with Supergirl in the trailers? No, they didn't do it in the trailers, but. They did it in the show, but I'm saying in the trailer for this, like it seems like they're doing that here. You got to tear down Batman to make Batwoman and, and relevant. It, but it also wasn't as antagonistic in Super. Even when Supergirl makes Superman a jobber, you know, it's like they they do lower Superman's shine to put Supergirl on a pedestal. But it's not in like the same kind of like antagonistic, sassy way. Like in this trailer, just in this trailer, we got like three separate lines of fucking uh, girls rule and boys drool like it's never been like that in supergirl so why is it becoming so antagonistic now in batwoman like you know what i mean it's like it's like kind of like wagging the finger at men like you men you boys can't do the job right so now we women have to do it like what not only is it all like female characters it looks like in the trailer so it's already like you know female representation well, no, we saw uh the batwing we saw her father well well you say batwing it's, well, he's not Batwing. Yeah, it's Lucius Fox's son, yeah. who's really channeling hardcore Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific, yeah. So <laughs> he's already like a beta male. I'm like, oh, so you're the you're a bullshit sidekick. Okay, I see what you're doing here already. Yeah, he's not he's not Lucius Fox. No, he might all. end up being gay. 
Just to fuck with you. He might be. Just to fuck with you. (laughs) But it's not going to happen. You can't have more more than one gay character, and she's already a lesbian, so. And they make it a point in this trailer to make sure you know she's a lesbian, which I have no problem with. But I do have a problem when you are literally, what's the phrase? Like, you, why why do you have to be so antagonistic toward men? Like, why why does it have to be, like, a thing where... I'm not good. What, what were the lines? Like, there, there are literally three lines in this trailer. I was like, what? And each one was, is more what than the last. The first one was like, uh, I don't, I don't this remember. suit is literal perfection. I do. <laughs> this, <laughs> this suit is literal perfection. Hmm. And she's like, it will be when it fits a woman. Like, what? Right there, I'm like, that's fucking gross. But okay. And then the next thing even was. The, but even the suit looks stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's like a Batman suit, but with boobs. But it's just like, the, why did you have to say that? Why did you have to be like, oh, well, fuck, man. Oh, it's not only perfect when a woman wears it. And it's like, bitch, you are taking someone else's identity. Like, that's what she's doing. She's taking his identity. And I guess maybe in the story, the context of the story, people will confuse her with Batman because she looks just like Batman, but with boobs. So she's like, I'm not going to let a man take credit for a woman's job. I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. You are literally <laughs> taking his symbol. You are literally Following his footsteps. I guess that's, that's the evolution of changing to what we see in the arrow. The yeah, arrow like costume. the red wig and the red. So this symbol. show clearly takes place before that. It's got at least parts of it have to. Or unless they're gonna ignore all of that, but no, it doesn't make sense no. to do that. It's got to be like a prequel kind of, but like what? A, like it just leaves a bad Which, taste in your mouth. But I'm also like, why even do that? Let's let it take place like now. Like why do we have even have to see all of this? I don't know. And yeah, I'm not a fan of the whole. Lucius Fox just looking like another Mr. Terrific character in the trailer. <laughs> and then she's got like a feet and it's weird like, female it's like, Joker. Because like, yes, Lucius, Lucius, Lu, uh, Lucius, Luke Fox is very smart. He gets that from his father. That's why his father makes all of Batman's weapons. So it's not like Luke Fox is stupid. But at the same time, this guy, and granted, I don't know what's going to happen later on, but I'm like, I can't see this guy becoming Batwing. I can, but he'll be inept just like Mr. Terrific is. But even Mr. Terrific, I didn't see him as Mr. Terrific. No, I just saw him as Curtis. Yeah. With the playing, dressed up as cosplay. Yeah. But I don't know. Even almost the same, like the fro, the glasses. <laughs> yeah, like he's the same character. It's like a cardboard cutout of Curtis from Arrow and just dropped in the Batwoman. Yeah. You need a sassy black guy. Like, ah. Even the fucking, like, you're a female Bruce Wayne. Um, handsome. It's not, she's not. They're not doing a good job of even the trailer to making me endear to her character. Like the, it's just it's cringy. Well, I never I, thought Ruby Rose. I don't think she's that good of an act, actor. She was in John Wick, but she had no lines. She was like a silent villain, right? That was her, right? In yeah. John Wick Two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. But I don't think it's her acting. I think it's just the characterization of this uh, and how they presented this trailer. And yeah, this is what people will point to. And continue to point to whenever they feel like feminism is forced. This is what they're talking about. Because this feels forced. Would you agree with that? I'm trying to look it up. Hold up. Look at what? I was trying to look up pictures of like what Luke Fox looks like. No. <laughs> in the comics. Based like, this is what Luke Fox. Oh my God. That's, what? That's nothing like. He looks so badass. <laughs> they beta male the fuck out because you can't have a guy that fucking cool yeah, looking. Yeah, I'm trying to find the act like the. No, uh, you don't want to. You don't want a cool black guy next to version. It might it might unseat her authority as a woman. So you gotta have a beta male black guy in that position. That's what it feels like. It's like you gotta have everyone else be her lesser to put her on the pedestal. But it's like, oh my god. You can only see him from the side, but like 
Even like the way he Yo, slouched, I know what he looks like. slouching his shoulders and shit. He looks like Mr. Terrific Romero. It looks like he looks like a, a he's gonna be the Cisco of the show. He's gonna be the walking punchline. He's not gonna have a real character. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm here, guessing all yeah, this. Yeah, here's a side by side comparison. Yeah, it doesn't. That shit is not even close. <laughs> that dude looks like Idris Elba, and the other guy looks like Curtis from from Arrow. <laughs> like, it's not even close. Or Urkel. <laughs> Urkel. Like with I the said, who knows? Maybe next season or whatever. He'll get a haircut and he'll start looking like fuck that. He'll be badass like Bushmaster. <laughs> I don't know. I just want you to finally acknowledge that this is the shit people will talk about when they say that feminism is forced and the, there's an agenda that is being shoved down people's throats and it's shit like this that makes people feel that way. And yeah. I don't, I, I don't group the fuckheads that are like, oh, women can't be powerful, women can't be superheroes, women, but, but whatever, fuck you. That's not what this is about. This is about writing and about uh, people's political agendas being written into shows and they wear it on their sleeve like this is completely obvious that someone just they're using these characters as mouthpieces for their own political beliefs yeah i didn't like this trailer at all yeah I don't, that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna go on a, 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 tier, a tirade about feminism because i don't want to be labeled as that guy i'm a cisgendered male on the podcast just doesn't like strong women but you don't have to be as heavy-handed and that's exactly what i was fearing from this show and what i expressed last week and actually, I'm, I'm looking it up. Batwoman trailer hits 170,000 dislikes. Shit. As fans lash out on the show. And I know part of that also has to do with the fact, like, you got the troll. Oh, I don't want to see a lesbian. Oh, a lesbian. Sh-. Like, you yeah, got that. And then things. also just the, the Batwoman, just the woman thing. Like, so I know that's part of it. I'm sure it's part of it. But you have no leg to stand on when they make your lesbian stereotype. Yeah, like you can't even like. Hate men. To the point where it's in your trailer like multiple times. Yeah, I was gonna say so. You can't even like know, like figure out what's what, like weed out the what's people that just actually just did dislike the trailer versus the trolls. Yeah, they're just like, oh, I don't want any women in my Star Wars. Yeah, fuck those guys. Like they're, they're idiots. But when people say, oh, Rose is Mary Sue, I mean, it's shit like this that makes people feel that way. It just it just feels so heavy handed, so overtly forced. And the same for um. What you call it? Uh, Captain Marvel. Like, and they even did the same exact thing in this. Remember how I said I didn't really like that that in your face marketing of hero, her. Same thing here. It was like uh, something hero, and it's like, oh, was it? It's hero. It's a hero, or it's her. Whatever. They dropped the yeah, O, whatever. and we go her. Like, come on, man. Like, who are you? Who are you placating to? Like, who are, who are you like pandering to? I don't. Batwoman. Batwoman fans. <laughs> All right, I'm done. My rant's over. <laughs> I was just like, when I saw a trailer, I was like, because here's the thing. I saw someone, TC Does Comics on Instagram. He notoriously hates this kind of shit. And he reams Captain Marvel every chance he gets. And nine times out of ten, I agree with him. But a lot of times I'm like, oh, you're going too far, bro. So when he's, he made a post about this Batwoman trailer, he was like, oh, it's not pandering at all. <laughs> I was like... Whatever, TC. You're always fucking doing too much when it comes to this kind of shit. Thinking that he was fucking uh, over-exaggerating. Then I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh my God, I can't even defend this. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, the trailer. I mean, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> All right, but whatever. Cisgendered man. <laughs> Moving on. But I'm like, I'm going to still watch it. But at the same time, I'm not. I'm like over the CW. Like, I didn't, I didn't finish. Obviously, I didn't finish Flash and Arrow. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like. I don't care. Just give me Cloak and Dagger. Give me Runaways, which, granted, I haven't started watching yet because I keep fucking forgetting. But I'm like, 
give me Agents of Shield because that's back. So oh, it's back. Oh, that's yeah. right. I forgot. Yeah, that's why I was like, exactly. I keep forgetting, so I need to go back. And yeah, you're right. I'm kind of I'm burnt on the CW too, but I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm still gonna watch the like the first couple episodes, see what it's all about. But it's not looking too good. Like if they're doing this in the trailer, I know goddamn sure the series is gonna be like packed with this kind of shit. Yeah, even Batwing. I'm just like, I, I want to see. Granted, he's not Batwing. You know, if he's Batwing, he's gonna if he becomes Batwing, he's gonna be useless. He's gonna be he's gonna be Mister Terrific, where he gets his ass kicked every episode, and then Batwoman has to come in and save him. <laughs> Probably. Did Did Mister Terrific ever win a fight? Was there ever a definitive time he won a battle? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he always got his ass kicked. <laughs> I think there was a time like he kind of won, but not really. <laughs> Throw your balls, Curtis. <laughs> Throw your balls. Yeah, I think that's the only time he like he used his uh, T spears to like take somebody out. But had it not been for the T spears, no, useless. Gay people can't fight, Michael. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, we can't. Well, Batwoman can. <laughs> yeah, no, female gay people can fight because women are strong. But <laughs> gay men, nah, <laughs> useless. Yeah, 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 you're weak. Yeah, come on. I know, I know Amber Rose is like 110 pounds soaking wet, but <laughs> she could kick ass. A gay guy, though. No, no way. Impossible. But yeah, going back to something that's not weak, what I was trying to go, <laughs> Avengers Endgame passed <laughs> the domestic box office for Avatar. Yay. Avatar The Force Awakens. Avatar The Force Awakens. <laughs> Under Pocahontas' ass. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, it's definitely going to beat it in world record, too. It's got to. It's too early in its lifespan not to pass it. It's $224 million away from surpassing the global box office. Oh, it's so, got it. It's in the bag. Yeah, it's $224 million. It's not that much money. <laughs> For Endgame, it's not. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, it's, we'll, so we'll see. Because I'm like, does it have that much legs? At least worldwide? I mean, what's coming out now? Uh, Aladdin? This Aladdin week? Yeah, Aladdin. Uh, oh, my God. Did you see the trailer for that? I stopped watching trailers. Like I saw they do, like they released clips of Will Smith singing "Never Had a." Fr-. That's uh, what I'm talking. Yeah, I was. Like, Wait, no, no not never. Uh, had Prince a Ali. Yeah, Prince. I said never had a friend like me. Yeah, Where's, no. Yeah, no. But yeah, I, I didn't. I don't want to see it. It's terrible. <laughs> like the the Prince Ali song is so flat. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Is it? <laughs> hey, hey, I could be wrong, but. The, the choreography, the presentation, the singing is all like, wow, bro. Why'd you even bother with Will Smith? Like, I would have rather you taken the guy from the Broadway play. Like, he was good. You saw the Broadway play, right? I saw the Broadway play, but I didn't see it with him. With the guy? The original. Who'd you see it with? Somebody, the person that replaced him. I don't know no, if I the saw pers- the original guy. The person that replaced the other guy. Not, so I saw the third replacement. Is he a big guy, bald with a beard? They are a big guy. Oh, bald. fuck. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who I saw. But when I saw it, it was fucking phenomenal. Like, he was doing all like the like, uh, different voices. Like, he, he kept the spirit of. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, they're all, on his name. they're all big black guy, bald with beards. <laughs> Robin Williams. Robin Williams, thank you. Um, but yeah, the original guy was James Iglehart. The guy that replaced him was. Uh, uh, I don't remember his name. He follows me on Instagram too. Oh. Well, he put some character in his voice when he did different, like like Robin Williams did. You know, like he during that song, he's like transforming into different characters, like a little boy and a big breasted woman, and like all these different characters. But Will Smith is just 
just Will Smith. And he throws like a little bit of a hip hop. Hey, hey, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Will Smith. <laughs> so we'll see. I, yeah, I mean, we'll see. people are excited to see it. I will say, well, I don't want to say <laughs> excited, but like, because Brightburn also comes out this weekend. Oh, shit. Really? Brightburn yeah. and Aladdin come out the same weekend? Yeah. And I know what movie I want to see first. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, I'm seeing Aladdin first, but uh, Aladdin is way more packed in terms of like the seating than Brightburn. It like Brightburn, like Brightburn, the seats are empty. Of course, pretty much. Of course, it's Aladdin. But even still, I'm like, so nobody wants to see Brightburn. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think the marketing in Brightburn is even that strong. Which I haven't see, which seen. Which actually, much about a it. new trailer just dropped the for final, Brightburn. The, the final trailer. Did you watch it? It just, oh, just it literally it. just dropped. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. But now it kind of makes me go, mm, I'm a little nervous about this movie now because the same thing happened with like uh, Hellboy. They dropped the trailer the week the movie came out. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. I didn't even think about that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm still excited to see Brightburn. Let's hope it's... Yeah, me too. Me too. Let's hope it's good, but I was kind of excited to see Hellboy too. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Fingers crossed. But something I am excited about that Jordan's not excited about because he's fucking trash. What? But John Wick is um, making money at the box office. I mean, good for Breon Wick. I'm not going to hate on John Who Wick. Who the fuck is Breon Wick? <laughs> Breon Wick? That's, it, that's, that's what you that? said? Yeah, you oh. said, I'm not hating on Breon Wick. Oh, I'm not hating on John Wick. But yeah, I, I believe it's the uh, series best. Yeah, the franchise best, opening at fifty-seven million, doubling its thirty million opening for John Wick Two. That's why we just talked about that too. It was like that's no way it's gonna be in game domestically. Didn't it be in game domestically? Well, End game's been out for like three weeks though. I, so I know, but I mean for the weekend. Yeah, for the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Remember last week we were literally was like, did John Wick Two even open that big? And it doubled it. So wow. yeah, it doubled it. So yeah, John Wick. John Wick. Uh, Endgame is at 29. Detective Pikachu is at 24. And those are the only ones that matter. <laughs> uh, but also with that, uh, the, the, the box office for Detective Pikachu is still going on pretty so strong. So they have now confirmed that a sequel is in development for Detective Pikachu. So yay, Detective Pikachu. And also something else that's in development. They, the director has come out and said that uh, part four for John Wick is already in the works. Cool. So I mean, I would hope so. It's fucking... <laughs> I mean, just because it ended the way it doesn't mean... I'd be even more pissed if it was like, no more sequels. <laughs> what? <laughs> Get in like that and not have no more sequels? But speaking of something else that's already in the works... Or that's going to be in the works. Uh, Warner Brothers, because their Fantastic Beast franchise has been losing some money. And their DC franchise, what? <laughs> like, even there's, there's even talk I read that there might be, uh, there might not be a Shazam 2 because it didn't make as much money. What? Yeah. So DC is like, fuck our good movies. <laughs> which, which it, it would definitely be a mistake because. That's like, besides Wonder Woman, that's their highest rated movie. Yeah. So it's like, good movies. We don't do that here. We're Warner Brothers. <laughs> granted, it's their lowest making movie. Like, it made like 400 something million worldwide. Well, it's also but that's low also, 
not even just yeah. So it, it made them money overall, but it didn't make them what they it didn't make what they wanted. But at the same time, you also have to take into account y'all had a lot of shitty movies. Yeah. You got to earn people's favors back. Yeah. And again, and, and Shazam. Nobody knows who Shazam is. Yeah, that too. And again, like. It was the highest rated movie that you had. So it's like, take that into account. So more than likely, if you do a second one, it'll, it'll make money because people enjoyed the first one. Yeah. But like I said, Zachary Levi was saying he doesn't know if he's going to come back and play the character. Like as far as they know, like there's been no word. Like they already announced like Suicide Squad, like Suicide Squad 2. They already announced all these other movies, but Shazam might not be happening. But with the reason I brought all that up is because Warner Brothers trying to look for another franchise. And so they announced that they are rebooting uh, Mortal Kombat. Wow. And it's slated to come out on, uh, what's the, March 5th, 2021. Hmm. I mean, it could be good. We haven't had a proper Mortal Kombat movie in, since the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Most we got was those, um, those YouTube series. Is, is Which were pretty good. They were good. So I thought they were going to like do something with that. Michael Jai White is Jax. I think that was the original idea behind that. But then I guess it never happened. Yeah, it did never happen. If Michael J. White's not Jax for this, I'd be so mad. <laughs> like, why? Why? Why wouldn't you? And I mean, I'm way... I'm interested. I, lo- I love the world of Mortal Kombat. Like, I have the latest fighting game, which I haven't really been playing that much. Because I think I've gotten to the point that I'm not really... I feel like I've outgrown fighting games. They're not as fun to me anymore. Yeah, I only like fighting games with a good story. But, yeah, I was just about to say, but... The thing that's keeping me somewhat still invested is I'm I'm interested in the story of Mortal Kombat, the world of Mortal Kombat, but the fighting mechanic itself. Mm. Like if I was still a, if I was a fighting game guru, a person I enjoy fighting games, like this game would be perfect, like perfect vision. Yeah. But I just want the story. Like I, just give me the story and then I'm done with it. I respect that. So hopefully they give me a good story for the movie. For the movie. Obviously, I want the fighting, but I still want the lore. Of Mortal oh, yeah, Kombat. for sure. Like, just like with John Wick. Like, I, I like the lore. I yeah. like lore. Give me lore. And Mortal Kombat's rich in that. It could be really dope. I mean, you know, you start with the fucking uh, Outworld Apocalypse and shit. It's literally like a hell dimension invading our dimension. Yeah, your soul is mine. It's mine. Uh, but please make it rated R. <laughs> You can't not make it radar. Well, they didn't make it. Also, fuck I was going to say, the original didn't. The, the 90s one, yeah, it was PG-13. <laughs> that's stupid. But fuck, fuck Mortal Kombat. And, like, the... I saw... I don't play the game, but I saw them, like, basically... Uh, what's, it, what's it called? Virtue signaling, like, because they, they, they put clothes, like, more clothes on all the female characters. And, like, somehow that's better than the ripping out somebody's spine and, behead, like, beheading them and shit. I'm like... The sexuality is what made Mortal Kombat like disgusting. Well, I think that's. I think that's more so. I don't know. I feel like people are complaining, and Why? so they did that to stop people from complaining. You know, people they're weird. Like sexuality bad. Yeah, sexuality Extreme bad, violence, but violence okay. is good. Like they'll complain that Janet Jackson's titty is on screen, but then they'll let their kids watch Deadpool. Does it make like I hate our society, our, our fucking? Um, so I guess to stop people from complaining about the women, oh, why do you got to show women Protestant women's society. ass and stuff? It's like so I guess they put more clothes on them for that. But so I, 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 saw that, pictures I don't think of that's them. more. I don't think that's so much on the creator saying, oh well, we're better. So I guess they probably did it to stop people from complaining. Yeah, but you're bending the people that their complaint is stupid. Well, they're bending. And then I saw like well, the, they're bending the knee. <laughs> but then I saw the outfits. They look they look terrible. It not like it's not even like their outfits look good. It's, it's like literally look like Muslims. Like they they completely cover them from head to toe. Is that correct in the game? 
more it's, or less. Just yeah. images I saw. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like full body ninjas. It's like every single woman is completely covered. I'm like, bro, that's too extreme. At least give them some kind of like stylistic like change their character design. It just looks. It looks like. Just throw clothes on them. I don't want to see no titties, no ass. I don't want to see nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> These characters have iconic looks. I'm just saying, stick with the iconic looks. Like Shiva, man, come on, man. Show, show some Shiva titties. What the fuck? <laughs> she was a monster. <laughs> well, speaking of an iconic look, we have a superhero that has an iconic look, but he's going to be looking a little bit different because it's going to be somebody else under the cow. Batman? Yes, Batman. Oh, yeah, okay. Robert Pattinson. Is this official? It's not official, okay. but it's official. <laughs> it's not official, but it's official. It's unofficially official. But yeah, Robert Pat- Pattinson is in the final talks to play Batman. He's Warner Brothers' number one choice. The deal hasn't been finalized. It's either between him or Nicholas Holt. Beast. I, I hate that. I hate that, too. Why, would, why is Nicholas Holt in the running? He doesn't look even look like Bruce Wayne. At least... Uh, Robert Pattinson has the look. The chiseled jawline, the dark smoke. I don't know veneer. how tall he is. Who, Robert Pattinson? Yeah. I think he's tall. I can look it up. But yeah, so he's in uh, final He's in final negotiations because, you know, negotiations could fall through. They, he, they might offer him a set price that he might want more or whatever. So, But as of right now, he's in final talks to play Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Dun, 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 dun. Batman. Are, you, are you good with that? Are you fine with that? Because I am. Yeah, I'm fine. Like, I've gotten to the... like Twilight was a long time ago. Well, not even just that. Like, when they announce who's playing who, like, I don't care. Just let me... Just show me what you can do. Oh, he's 6'1". Okay, so he's a little bit shorter than uh, Ben Cameron. Affleck, but still tall. Yeah. Still one of the tallest. Yeah. Because I think Bruce... I think Ben is like 6'2", six 6'3". The problem is when people think Robert Pattinson, they still have the image. Yeah, of, all they think of, of all they think of is Twilight. But yeah. I'm pretty sure all the movies that he's done since Twilight that have gotten huge critical acclaim, they didn't see. And he hated which Twilight, I, which I didn't see either. But still, I'm saying I'm not. But I'm not the one shitting on his casting. Yeah, same. And he and Robert Pattinson, Pattinson himself doesn't like Twilight. <laughs> like if you see interviews with him since then. He's just like, yeah, I thought it was going to be something more than that. So <laughs> he feels the same way that the Game of Thrones actors feel about season eight of Game of Thrones. <laughs> but yeah, so with that, like a lot of people are like, oh, my God, Robert Patrick, you mean Twilight? The same reaction that people had with Michael Keaton as Batman. Same reaction people had with ben Heath Ledger. Same Ben Affleck. Same reaction with Grant Gustin as the Flash. Yeah. The gay guy from Glee. Yeah. He's playing the Flash. They always have a knee-jerk reaction to the last thing they saw them in. But... It's more about how what they can bring to the role. Yeah, you weren't in there when, when, when they had the cat like the casting. You don't know what they were looking for, or whatever. It's like, so more than likely, to me, he looks like Bruce Wayne though. I'm looking at like 2019 photos of him. But yeah, this, this is either gonna go one or two ways. He's either gonna be a Heath Ledger, or he's gonna be a Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Damn, not even Jared Leto. Fuck, you went right to Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> I mean, Jared Leto is just as terrible. So <laughs> yeah. So even if I said Jerry Leto, it's still not like that. That's Bruce Wayne to me. It looks like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I, I, I've also heard people say, "Yeah, he looks like a Bruce Wayne," but I don't know if he could do a Batman. But we'll, again, we'll see. I mean, I feel like the Batman part is the easier part because all you do is put on a voice, and you you can't even see most of your face because you have like just your your mouth uncovered. So it's like as long as you can can scowl and brood, which 
I mean, in Twilight, that's like oh, his main put, thing. <laughs> I mean, the put it on the voice thing was something that Christian Bell did. Like, that, that's where that became the Batman voice. But if you think about Henry Cavill, I mean, Henry Cavill, you think about uh, Kevin Conroy, it's the same voice as Batman. Like, no, no, think- he makes it deeper. He does, he does put on like, a, he goes from a, this is my Bruce Wayne to this is my Batman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he makes it a little bit, give him more gravity. He makes it a little bit deeper, but yeah. not like, no, I donh- don't talk like that. Where were the other dogs? Like, no, he's not like a fucking mad dog. But yeah, I could, you know, as long as you either use a voice modulator or you just give a little bit more bass in your voice, it's fine. I could totally see him doing it. Well, it's not fine because there have been multiple petitions that have launched. For people saying replace Robert Pattinson as Batman. With who? Are there's an alternative or they're just saying, I don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't like it. But it says the one petition says, Don't make the Batfleck mistake again. But people loved Batfleck in BVS. No. Don't make the Batfleck. <laughs> Did you forget? Like when everyone was like, Oh, Ben Affleck was the best part of BVS. Another petition says this is a complete joke. The worst casting ever. Replace Robert Pattinson as the new Batman. The plea... Wait. Yeah, this is self-explanatory. These are all 12-year-olds, by the way. <laughs> Another campaign says it should be Army Hammer. To cast Robert Pattinson or any, anyone other than Army Hammer at this point would be a joke. What's all these joke comments? Is it like a Joker thing? Like, what's happening? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Replace Robert Pattinson. Give me Army Hammer. That's what they're saying. Hmm. But I'm like, I can see Army Hammer as Hal Jordan. Granted, yeah, I would like to see him as Bruce. If I had to pick Army Hammer or Robert Pattinson, I would pick Army Hammer. But I can see him more as a Hal Jordan. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I don't know if I would pick him over Robert Pattinson. I'm not sure. Let me see. Let me look at it. I forgot what his face looks like. Army Hammer. But with that said, they're saying the Batman movie will feature as many as six villains which would include Catwoman and Penguin. I mean, so, that's great. Batman I'll, Returns all over again. But also with that... Uh, shut up. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> no, but Batman Returns is good. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I like Batman Returns. Ew, really? Granted, <laughs> in the 90s, it's a, it was a, a thing of the time, but no. I like uh, Batman Returns. Yeah, I'm looking at Army Hammer right now. I don't know. I kind of think... If I were Put them side by side. I kind of think Robert Pattinson has more of the gothic look that I think Batman looks like. You know, he looks like a suave Bruce Wayne. You think of Bruce Wayne, I'd suck Army before I'd suck Robert. <laughs> is that the gauge? <laughs> that, is the, that is the gauge. What is my dick suck level of how I feel about these characters? <laughs> That's the gauge. But uh, with that, talk about Catwoman and uh, Bat- Catwoman and Penguin appearing in the movie. There's another petition. All these fucking petitions that ultimately mean nothing. But okay, what's this one? Who do you think they want to play Catwoman? There's a petition for this? Yes. Halle Berry. No. <laughs> Give her a second chance. She's earned it. No, it's, it's obvious. Think about think about who's Batman. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Bella. Yes. <laughs> fucking done. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, because I'm thinking like there's like one side of like people petitioning like fuck Robert Pattinson, fuck Twilight's Batman, and there's like all the Twilight fans are like no, fuck you, make Bella Catwoman <laughs> petitions. It's like petition wars. These petitions are like what's the what's the point at this point? 
my god. So yeah, Kristen Stewart, Catwoman. Why? Because Robert Pattinson. That doesn't mean you should just make her Catwoman. Yes, it does. Bella is. They a- have an eternal love. Bella is a piece of toast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no more roles for her. Did you see her in um? Fuck, what was that thing? Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, Snow White and the Huntsman. I like that movie though. Did you like Not her? Not because of her. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because of Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. But she was fucking toasting that too. She is just toast. <laughs> She's got one facial expression. She's terrible. She never improved after Twilight. Robert Pattinson did. I can at least get behind that. But Bella, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, Bella's going to be Catwoman. Oh, my God. And she's going to be just as good as Anne Hathaway. Oh, my God. Which, that surprised, that shocked me. When I was like, Anne Hathaway is Catwoman? Like, what the fuck? But she was good. She was great. Yeah. Again, that's why I'm like, at this point, I don't say anything about casting news mm. until you actually get cast. So and then you, I see you in the movie. So, Bella, are you fine with you look that? like Brie Larson. <laughs> are, you, are you fine with Bella? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you were a good judge. <laughs> because it's the, their reasoning is stupid. And plus, that's not confirmed. If they come out and say Kristen Stewart is Catwoman, I'd be like, this is stupid, but okay, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm not. I've never seen her anything good, so. But speaking of something that's not good, we always talk about how what they did in Iron Man 3 with the Mandarin. Fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Why waste an iconic Iron Man villain on Trevor? <laughs> well, Kevin Feige has come out and said... Uh, basically, uh, where's the quote? <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> you don't gotta deal with it. There's no actual quote. They just summarize. But basically, Kevin Feige has come out and said that they're still planning on revealing the real, true life Ten Rings Mandarin. And to me, that just makes... Iron Man's dead. <laughs> that's why I was like, to me, I'm like, okay, the Mandarin, the real Mandarin, he's gonna be Shang-Chi's father. Oh, I kind of dig that. Because so wait, is the Mandarin going to be Shang Chi's father? Is Fu Manchu, which is like a racist trope on like an evil Chinese villain, which is also so Mandarin is based on. Yeah, but the Mandarin is different than Fu Manchu. Yeah, so. oh yeah, yeah, I know. So I guess at least doing instead of taking that, you still got his father being a villain. I so like now that. you're doing Fu Manchu instead of Fu Manchu. You're now saying the Mandarin is his, is his, but at the same time, it's still like because my question about the Shang Chi movie was like, who the fuck is the villain? Like, what's the movie about? But I'm still also like, but the Mandarin is Iron Man villain. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if you're gonna circle back around to something like with Asian ancestry to it, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Like he has to take out his father. I would also like that. Me if that meant that the Mandarin is still magical. And Shang Chi has magic, rather than just like I can. Well, Kage Bunshin, well like, you assume it. Well, we don't know if he has magic. Who the Mandarin? Well, no, the the uh, Shang Chi. I, I don't know what Shang Chi has. Like Shang Chi is a guy. We yeah, I was just saying we don't know if the Mandarin is gonna be magical. But I would like them to give Shang Chi something more than just he's a martial artist. I would like him to have like not an iron fist, but something that makes him like, you know, a useful teammate in the Avengers eventually. No. <laughs> um, I don't yeah. know. He's just gonna be Captain America. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I would be fine with Captain America with uh, Chi, like Chi punches. Call, yeah. it, call it an Iron Fist. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care anymore. Iron Fist is done and gone. Well, yeah, more than likely, at least that's what I'm assuming. Because I'm like, that's the only thing that makes sense. If you're saying, oh, we're still gonna introduce the Mandarin, I'm like, the only thing that makes sense is for him to be introduced in Shang Chi. It's now been confirmed that Disney is Disney is now the Senate. 
<laughs> it's the Empire. <laughs> I because am the they now have full control over Hulu. Okay. So that's Disney Plus, Fox, ESPN Plus, and now Hulu. They basically own every fucking thing. Talk about conglomerate. I am the Senate. Mm -mm 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 -mm. They are the Empire. And then you think about, they got Pixar, they got Marvel, they got Lucasfilms. Oh, yeah, that Infinity Gauntlet's complete. <laughs> they've long since the snap. They've, they've been done that. They own ABC. Disney owns everything. I, for one, welcome our new Disney overlords. <laughs> I don't know. Now they're getting more power. I'm like, I don't like it. Unlimited power. <laughs> I don't like it. Because even something, you think about something like John Wick. Like, that was done by an independent studio because pretty, I'm pretty sure other studios probably passed on it. They're like, well, I'm not going to do this. I'm probably not going to make any money. So it's like you get all these major companies and big owning everything, big conglomerates. Probably not going to lose and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Smaller movies. I get you. I hear you. But until then. <laughs> well, speaking of somebody else taking over something. Until Disney becomes the Mad Queen. <laughs> They they might already be there. They already they already shut down Fox Searchlight. <laughs> huh? I'm hearing voices. Huh? <laughs> but yeah, speaking of somebody else taking something over. So, did you like the Saw franchise? Um, I liked the first movie. You like the second? Mm. I like the first three. Yeah, it was alright. But yeah, the first one. The was first the best was a masterpiece. One. Yeah, first one was a masterpiece. Then after that, it was like. Okay, Jigsaw is dead. Why is it coming back? <laughs> Milk this for money. <laughs> well, Saw is coming back. Mm, more milking, eh? More milking. And guess who? Who's milking it? Yeah. It's Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah, I heard I heard this. Which I was like, what? What, <laughs> <laughs> what a weird... Is he going to be Jigsaw? <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, I'm like... Producing movie, okay, that's fine, but why Saw, of all, all things? things I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be he's teaming up with Lionsgate, so <laughs> we'll see. And it's not an April Fool's joke, so no, it's weird. It's like it's like you got your peanut butter in my jelly. Like it's like you got your Chris Rock in my Saw franchise. What? <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. we'll see what's going on with Saw. Is it gonna be a comedy now? <laughs> I just can't not unhear. His voice coming out of Jigsaw. That's assuming, that's assuming he's going to be in it. He might not be in it. I know, but when I hear Chris Rock is, is producing Saw, that's all I can think of. You know what the difference between men and women is? But anyway, speaking of a comedy coming coming to a theater near you. Well, not a theater, but a screen near you. So it's now officially announced. Okay. Head Bob, what's going on? That uh, Rick and Morty. Season four is coming November 2019. Oh, jeez, Michael. I'm so excited for this. So, nine more years. <laughs> nine more years, Morty. <laughs> thousand more years. But yeah, I already talked about the Arya Stark spinoff. Fans wanted an Arya Stark spinoff. Boo. Who knows? It may be coming. It may not. They, like I said, they already announced three spinoff series. Boo. What are those spinoff series going to be? One Boo. of them could be Arya Columbus. Arya Columbus. I, I heard uh, Arya the Explorer or something like that. <laughs> no, I like Arya Columbus better. But also with that, so you talk about fuck Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones don't give a fuck this season. You already had a picture of uh, a Starbucks coffee cup. Oh my god, you saw you had, a, you had a picture of 
uh, Jamie Lannister holding Cersei, but he they forgot to put the golden hand on him. Was that in the episode, or was that like a preview for the episode? I don't know. Either way, it's still... Okay. Well, now there's been another glitch in the series where, where all the lords and ladies and nobles were gathered for that, gathered for that meeting, meeting <laughs> at uh, King's Landing to pick who's going to be king or queen, or queen. Well, there was a water bottle behind Sam Tarley's leg. A Poland Springs so water Sam bottle. Sam was drinking some water and trying to hide it. Yeah. So, God damn it. <laughs> so, Poland Springs is in Westeros. Poland Springs, Starbucks. We got it all, man. Yeah, it's, it's like Wakanda. Like, I thought we were getting your Starbucks. Yeah, with democracy comes franchises. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So. How they fuck it up, man? How they still fuck? How, after the Starbucks fuck up, did they not scour Every second of every episode, you could hire one guy to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did? But I'm also just like the odds of these people that catch this shit because I didn't catch that. That was even harder to spot than the Starbucks thing. Yeah, the Starbucks thing was kind of like in the unexcusable because in the middle of a shot. But that was like you can only see half this bottle behind Sam's foot. Like, how did they see that? I don't know, but people see everything. That's why people got Aspergers and shit. That's why they got like some kind of. Well, speaking of Asperger's and, and, and shit, I talked about petitions. I wanted to save this for the end. There's another petition, Jordan. What the? Petition Wars! <laughs> On this season of Petition Wars. What, what is this petition? And this petition is people have count On change.org, they want season eight of Game of Thrones to be, quote, remake, remake season eight with competent writers. And it has over, I think it's over a million now, isn't it? Yeah. Five, well, 500,000 uh, signers. Oh, I saw like signature. Once I saw this about this, it was like it was approaching one million or something like that. David Benehoff and D.B. Weiss have proven themselves to be woefully incompetent writers <laughs> when they have no source material. You're it. <laughs> i.e. the books, to fall back on. Yep. This series deserves a final season that makes sense. <laughs> Subvert my expectations and make it happen, HBO. In other news, and things the ri- never and happened. The ri- and the writers have responded, fuck you. No, they didn't. I was going to say, did they really? <laughs> no. Wow. But at the same time, granted, I feel you, but at the same time, I'm like... It's never going to happen. Not even just that, but I'm like, how fucking dare you? Like, the audacity... For you to be like to feel so uh, what's the word entitled entitled like they're <laughs> like do it again like, do it because I didn't like it like yes we went by, we went on this whole rant of uh, like earlier in the podcast of how we didn't like this final season how we didn't like this final episode but at the end of the day it's what we got and also at the end of the day this is not our show yeah you gotta so play the ball where it lands it didn't end the way me, we may have wanted it to end but this is the way they wanted it to end. So well, how George R. R. Martin feels. <laughs> I'm sure he's not pleased with how the show went either. So to go back and say, well, we didn't like the way it ended. So HBO, go back and rewrite the show with competent writers. It's like, A, it's not happening. You know how much money they spent on this show? Yeah. And then B, the actors aren't yeah, going to come back. Logistically, you can't. Yeah, the it. actors aren't going to come back. Yeah. Like, no. they're done. They're moving on to other shit. Yeah. It's, I mean, look. I don't know, maybe, on one hand, though, Maybe it's not about actually getting a remake. Maybe it's just the principle of like, this is how many people are disappointed with their finale. But express it in a different way. Yeah. 
No, no. We express everything in petitions now. Because <laughs> it, just, it just goes to show, like, the thing we complain about all the time, the toxic culture of fandom. Yep. Because it's like, how fucking, like, how dare you? How entitled are you? Like, uh, that you think that people should just bend to your whims. Like, it's it's over, man. Just accept it. It's like, if you didn't like it, fanfic but, fanfic exists. Go write a fucking better fanfic. Yeah. Which some have, have existed. Like, there are some fanfics out there that are better. <laughs> But, but that is the reality we're living in, where fandom has taken this turn of, and it's also you know the it's not just fandom, it's the internet culture, it's it's the the where we're at in modern times, where it's just like people want instant gratification, and if you complain, if the loudest voice in the room is usually the one that gets you know what they want, so how many times do people see people complain like, oh, socks, shit, change it, and sometimes they do, so. I don't know. I can. Un- I understand the outcry, but to assume that you're actually going to get a remake of a whole season is ridiculous. But I did see an amazing suggestion that it was like, I want the season to be redone, and I want it to begin with uh, Bran Stark. Like, the entire season that we saw was a vision that Bran Stark saw before the long night and was like, nah, we should never tell John his true origins. That shit goes really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Or even before, before I with with Sam and him, he's like, ah, no, we shouldn't tell John shit actually because if we do, she's gonna go real sideways. Here's the glow up of Robin Aaron. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a completely different person. He's he looks badass now. So I saw, I didn't even know it was him. I was like, what the fuck? Who's that? <laughs> yeah, he didn't have any lot. Like, again, talk about a wasted character. Like, I would, it would be interesting to see what he is now. No time, Michael. <laughs> There's no time. There's no time. <laughs> but, yeah, whatever. That's the end. That's the end of the episode. <sighs> Hopefully you guys aren't disappointed like we were. But, you know, if you are, then we're here for as a shoulder for you guys to lean on. And hopefully this episode is cathartic for you to vent your frustrations as we did. <laughs> because, God damn it. <laughs> yes. Send an email to vent your frustrations. Just don't be as long as guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you start reaching, like, the the three-page I was going to say, if it's beyond, if it's more than three paragraphs, no. If it's more than two paragraphs, you wrote too much. <laughs> and a paragraph, just to let you know, because you'd be like, oh, two paragraphs. Okay, let's have... 40 sentences. That's one paragraph. <laughs> a paragraph, if you haven't learned this in English, is five sentences. Five to seven. <laughs> five sentences. <laughs> five sentences. Uh, but, you know, next week we've got Aladdin. We've got Brightburn. We've got some more Tackle Titans, some anime goodness. Talk about some One Punch Man. Otherwise, I'll cut it down even more. If you write an email and it's more than 90 words, we ain't reading it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Michael gonna bust out the word count on you. <laughs> I'll count the shit. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about Cloak and Dagger? Or? Yes, we need to get back to Black and Dagger. You want to catch up for next week? Black or? and Dagger, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Cloak and Dagger. Brightburn, Aladdin. Yeah. All right. Attack on Titan. Sounds like a week. One Punch Man. <sighs> Hopefully it's not as disappointing as this one was. Because <laughs> God damn it. Brand, Brand the Broken. <laughs> Demon, Demon Slayer. Shield Hero. That's too much. No. <laughs> let's, let's, let's keep it. No, oh, yeah. I want all of it. Uh, you I say want all that. the power. Yeah, you say that. The <laughs> next week, like, did you watch it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch shit, Jordan. Say something. Like, I guess I can't. You got mad with power, Michael. I'm watching, I'm watching Aladdin, though. Yeah, Aladdin Brightburn for sure. Everything else is a maybe. <laughs> but yeah, that's been this week's episode. Of I also want to see the sun, is, the sun is also a star. 
It's a romance movie. You're not going <laughs> to. Romance? <laughs> what is that? Let's, let's go romance, Jordan. <laughs> oh, it's got to be superheroes. Superheroes in action is all well, I know. Superman is powered by the sun, and it's called The Sun is Also a Star. <laughs> You're right. It's completely connected. It's completely connected. <laughs> it might be a prequel. I should yeah. see this. Well, that's this week's episode of Blur Vision. I've been your host, Jordan, with Michael. And we will see you next week. Jakars! <laughs> <laughs>